Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. You can catch a live recording of the show over on YouTube where I stream every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Go subscribe to my channel if you haven't already. It's Angela Ucci, Heaven and Healing Podcast, and be sure to ring the bell to be notified for live stream reminders and more. Whatever platform you're currently listening on, please give the show a five-star rating and written review to help get this into more people's ears. And please consider partnering with the ministry as Heaven and Healing is entirely crowdfunded. There are different options to support the show down in the episode description. Thank you so much for your continued support and prayers. Enjoy the episode and God bless. The story of how I got connected with my brother Emmanuel, if you don't already know him, um, oh, we already have it in the chat. Christmas has pagan origins. We are getting right into it. So me and my brother Emmanuel got connected because I saw him on Instagram for the first time share a reel about how he threw out all his Pokemon cards because they were demonic. I just like ate that up and left no crumbs. I thought it was awesome. And so from there, <laughs> I followed him. I loved all of his content. And um, yeah, he ended up finding me, I think, through Isaiah's stuff, and he started coming into the chats, and he's always the one that's really funny in the chats, so you should probably, uh, you'll probably recognize him. And um, yeah, if you don't follow him already, you absolutely have to. His testimony is incredible. I'm going to have him back on the channel to share his testimony in full because he was a new age just like I was. But to get this party started, I'm going to let him share like five, ten minutes of his testimony while people just start to come onto the stream here how he came out of new age and then kind of his background with Christmas. I'll talk a little bit about my background with Christmas. And we'll talk about how this conversation came to be and just see where Holy spirit leads it from there. So where is my mouse? I have three screens. Okay. So without further ado, here he is. Everyone say hi to Emmanuel, by the way, how perfect is his name for this conversation? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew chapter one, verse 23. It is perfect. <laughs> All right. I'm so excited. Yes, he does have a channel. Um, it's Emmanuel Daily, right? Yeah. Okay, sweet. All right. Um, I'm on. They see me. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, Emmanuel, would you share a little bit of your testimony? Tell us how you came to Christ. And then from there, just yes, kind of segue into Christmas stuff. What you did with Christmas then? Let's now. see. Man, where do I start? Because I like to chat. Um, Man, guys, well, you know, I was, uh, for a lot of people, they know me as, you know, making videos, making content for a long time. Um, I'm one of the first, like, original content creators, not to toot my horn, but just to let y'all know. And uh, I got into, like, the industry. The industry was very demonic, very full of, like, occultism and crazy stuff. I have a, like, good childhood, you know, no dad, no identity, didn't know who I was, a lot of abuse, a lot of just depression, sadness, trying to figure life out and what, like, purpose was for me and everything. I launched myself with all of those feelings and emotions and just being completely lost in the world. I got into spirituality. I didn't know I was in witchcraft, really. Um, by the end of my journey in witchcraft, really, just, you know, not to drag it, 
Um, I was literally calling myself Jesus Christ. I was like just lost mentally. I was doing tarot cards. I was uh, seeking power, you know, like we were moving objects with our minds, just crazy stuff like that. Telling the future, you know, like just whatever. I had seven spirit guides. All my friends were pretty much, you know, spiritual. I was going through awakenings, doing uh, sex rituals. I was... Man, I was playing with Ouija boards. I was I was smoking with spirit guides. I was always high all my life, you know, just 24-7. I was never sober. And one day in New Orleans, very wicked place, I would go to the witchcraft store weekly, like every Friday, every paycheck, every everything. I would go to the witchcraft store. And um, one of those weeks I was in New Orleans and I ended up getting possessed. So my body was literally not under my control. And I called out to Jesus this whole entire time. Mind you, I grew up in the church. I grew up Pentecostal, but I only knew religion. Nobody ever taught me relationship with Jesus Christ. And all I knew was, you know, just kind of this like just routine based faith and also this like go to church on Sunday, but once you're out of church, it's like everybody forgets about God. And it was like a facade. So that's all I knew. I didn't know you could actually have a relationship with Christ, but I mm. used to say Jesus was my best friend. Yet at the same time, thinking that I was Jesus, it was crazy. It was so messed up. Um, and I had so many, you know, just like my mind was just so confused, but in that moment, I felt like, man, this couldn't be like Jesus, you know, that has brought me to the point where now I'm like not under control of my body. And so for the first time ever, I called out to Jesus. Like, you know, I said the real Jesus who like whoever you are, because clearly the Jesus I thought I knew is not Jesus. And so I really for the first time with intentions of allowing the real Jesus Christ to come into my life I called out to him in tears and crying um I could still like speak I could still like you know look around but like my body was not under my control but I cried out to the Lord and um I saw a hand reach out from heaven and deliver me from that possession I don't want to get into details because I want to save it but um deliver me from that possession and literally I broke free and it was like the Lord snapped something in my mind and the lights turned on. And for the first time ever, I realized, whoa, like I was a whole like warlock, witch, like crazy, just out here, just wilding in the darkness. I didn't even know. And um, the Lord really turned on the lights and I threw everything out. I wrestled with that was 2016, November. I wrestled with the Lord for like three, four months. And February 2017, I gave my life to Christ and uh, I never looked back. And so we six mm -hmm. years strong with it, you know, and now we're here about to talk about Christmas. <laughs> Amen. Um, now, would you just kind of as we segue into the conversation about Christmas, would you um, please share a little bit of your testimony as it relates to Christmas, like what you were doing when you first got saved versus what you're doing now and why? Ooh, well, when I first got saved, the thing was that I was very scared to get into anything that was even like borderline witchcraft. So I was like very, very, um, very, very careful because I didn't want to do anything to offend God to, you know, like 
make God angry or just fall right. into any of like that nonsense that I was in. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the fact, you know, just wrestling for those few months to get to where I was. Cause like, I hated Christians. I hated the church. I hated the Bible and I'm wrestling with God, all these thoughts. And I mean, I was traumatized from my experience for a good, like couple months as well. So I remember like, as soon as I got saved, I didn't want anything to do with God. I didn't want anything to do with like Satan, anything to do with any of those things. So it was difficult for me. But when I really like, you know, began that walk, I wanted to kind of not be involved into anything that could be like pagan, you know, pagans like scared me. Pagans like lived in my head rent free and they controlled, you know, all my decisions and all my life. And um, I just would like look up and I was a big like conspiracy dude too. So I would like look up all these like videos, conspiracy videos, all these like things like that. And, um, when I would do research on holidays and, you know, I remember when I finally got to the point where like, oh, I'm, I'm going to expose Halloween and things like that. You know, I just saw I saw Christmas. I saw Easter. I saw pretty much every holiday. I'm not going to lie. Um, I didn't celebrate holidays. I, I, I don't think I could tell you one holiday that I celebrate except like birthdays. You know, I would like celebrate birthdays, but like not even that that much because somebody told me even birthdays are pagan. So I even like halfway didn't celebrate my birthday or anybody's birthday. And um, I really just let them control my life until. A, until last year. Yeah. until last year that finally changed for me. But that was my mindset. I really didn't want to offend God. I didn't want to accidentally get into something pagan accidentally, you know, get into uh, witchcraft again, accidentally do something, you know, um, on the even borderlines of witchcraft. So I was like very careful, very like walking on eggshells. That was my faith at the moment. Mm. I relate to that so much. Um, and I like what you said, walking on eggshells. And I definitely think there's a difference between walking the narrow road and walking on eggshells. Um, my thing with Christmas is I, so la this is my second year, like really being saved. Um, I got, I came to know Christ December, 2021, but I was such a babe in the faith then that I was just like literally a newborn, just like babbling around. Like I, you know, it, it was, it was, everything was fresh. I didn't know anything about anything last year. I was very lukewarm right. just because of the people around me. Um, honestly, I mean, that, that was, the reality of it and also what you said i didn't want to disobey god at all so i was very hesitant on like spiritual gifts and deliverance and all those things so i just didn't have anything to do with anything um i was like in a very reformed mindset cessationist mindset at the time so i was lukewarm to all this kind of stuff just kind of like going along to get along within the christian community and within the world because most of the people that i were was involved with were in the world so. mm. But anyway, that all changed when I got baptized in January of this year of 2023. And so Praise this was my first year when I, um, I stopped celebrating Halloween this year. 
Um, and so with the Halloween thing came like, all right, I know it's coming. I have to start thinking about Christmas. I have to start praying on Christmas. I have to start researching Christmas. And to be honest with y'all in the chat, even I wasn't going to do this. Like I wasn't going to do the Christmas stream. I just wasn't going to have the conversation. I was just going to mind my business, keep my mouth shut about it because I've been, you know, like I said, I'm just in this process of where I'm still learning these things. Um, but I've been going through a lot lately with the Lord and I like to be public about my sanctification because I like to remind people that sanctification is an ongoing process. It's a lifelong process and it's okay to continually humble yourself before God. Uh, and that's kind of what I did with Christmas. Like I, I approached him about it in prayer. I was like, Lord, I will give this up for you. You know, I, I'm willing to give up anything for you. Like there's mm -hmm. truly no limit. I mean, I, I, I was willing to end my relationship with my now husband for you, God. Like there's nothing I would not give up for you. Like I don't, I won't celebrate Christmas. And this is before I even looked into it. I was like, I won't celebrate Christmas. I just won't do it. Um, and what happened when I approached the Lord and it was just, it's funny cause it's the same story with deliverance too. Like when I approached him with this willingness to be humble, I believe somewhere in scripture, it says when you humble yourself, he will exalt you. So I was just, I really just kind of lowered myself. Just low, yeah. like I approached him in a lowly heart posture. I was like, Lord is deliverance real? Because I think it's, I think it's bogus, but if it's real, show me, you know, <laughs> Lord, it, it, can I celebrate Christmas? Because I don't think I should because of what other people are saying, but if I can show me, you know, like that kind of heart posture. So I want to kind of start the stream off with that is that with all of these things, I think the key is to really approach the Lord with a heart posture of humility and a willingness yeah. to not puff up in knowledge. Um, and I even went through kind of like a similar thing. It, it kind of, I told you about this, Emmanuel, like with my nails, because people are always like, get your nails, get your nails taken off, get your nails taken off. And I realized I wanted to get them taken off because of other people. And I was kind of wrestling with this, like, Lord, should I get my nails? Like, should I not have my nails done? Because like, is this really, is this really representing you? Am I really dying to myself? Because it's like, mm. I'm all about that, like dying to self. And as I was praying, reading scripture, it was very clear that he's like, I care so much more about how you're going to react when your mom triggers you than I do if you have nails on your hands. And so it's just been this kind of process where he's been showing me lately that he cares more about my character. He cares more about the character of the body of Christ reflecting his character than he does about like secondary things or 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 our appearance alone right and so that kind of like basically anything we're doing to adhere to a super legalistic or religious standard he is way less interested in our quote obedience in that front than he is our obedience in our character right um and i'm all for holiness like don't get me wrong but i think there does come a point where it like holiness can be disguised or i'm sorry legalistic martyrdom can be disguised as holiness like it's yeah. disobedience disguised as obedience because you're not really dying yourself because you just kind of want to be able to say like oh i'm keeping up this appearance of being a christian i'm being a good christian i'm not i'm not going to do halloween i'm not going to do christmas i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do any of these things because i'm holier than thou and so that's kind of what he's been showing me and refining me through lately and so Y'all, me and Emmanuel were kind of having fellowship about this a couple weeks ago, and it was a really fruitful conversation. Um, and I, I just felt really led to take that conversation to the live stream platform. Um, so basically, if you can't tell already, y'all, we are 
pro-Christmas anti-magic. Uh, oh so my gosh. <laughs> we're going to kind of just get into what that means. I'm going to hand the baton back to him if you want to start to kind of go back yeah. and forth on this. Like, I, I also just, ah, oh man, I forgot. You said something so good when we were first talking about this. Like, it was, yo, guys, it was so genuine. Like, we was just, like, I don't know. I don't even remember how we started talking about it at first, but it was, it was, you said something so good. I was like, oh my gosh. I think you said, um, something about like you know being more worried or being more focused on just like and you kind of said it now but the way you said it in text was so perfect I'm trying to remember but like kind of you know you just want to be able to just say oh yeah I died to my flesh you know it, it, ah, I forgot how you said it, was, it but okay. it was so it, good it was like um dying to your flesh also means that you're gonna die to the desire to want to die to your flesh oh there it is yeah, oh, yeah, that, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> that was so good when you said that I was like man like I don't know I think that was when I first was like yeah this is gonna be a great conversation but um that just showed me you know like just how we were gonna enter to this but if you want to start with magic that that's a that's a I got a little origin. I don't know if you want to start there. We could start well, with magic. Let's though. start with because you and I both kind of went in on Halloween. So let's let's start right there for everyone that's going to be like, y'all were against Halloween. Like, why is it different? So let's start there and then we'll get into the. All right. So I'm just going to go ahead like exactly what I told you. I'm just going to tell you guys chat. This is the difference between Halloween and Christmas in a nutshell. I hope that, you know, I could talk in a way where just everybody understands it. So to keep it simple, this is what God showed me when I was first questioning. And I'm not going to lie. The first thing that made me question, like, man, Christmas is like I had my son, you know, and here comes like Christmas approaching. Um, and I'm like, am I going to have a family moment with my son? You know, I'm, I start thinking about like, everybody's going to wear matching pajamas and, you know, like whose house are we going to congregate in and just like, you know, have that like family dinner and all these things. And I just started thinking like, God, like is having a, like a dinner bad is like, being generous towards each other and giving each other gifts like is that really like pagans own that really like giving gifts out and you know i just wanted to be careful but i'm literally asking god like so serious i'm like i'm like god hold on so if like i go to my mom's house with my family and she like makes me hot chocolate you know am i going to hell god like if i accept the hot chocolate like is like is it a rat for me <laughs> like you know can i can i open her door you know, because her door is decorated. Should I like not touch it? Because like maybe her door is like satanic now. And these were all the things I was like really asking God. And um, for years, my mom actually didn't celebrate either. But then like she started to and boom, you know, like she would bring us presents to like my house and my house would just be dead, you know, just no decoration, gray walls and just <laughs> dead. And she would like, you know, bring me the gifts and I will pray like, God, should I even be accepting these gifts right now? Like, you know, I was not celebrating Christmas at all. And my mom was still like 
get me gifts and, and, you know, my family gifts and just everybody gifting each other. I'm just like, nope, I wouldn't give nothing to anybody. And it was very hard for me to receive anything. And I'm like, God, hold on, you know, hold on. And I start really thinking about this, like, whoa. <laughs> and the first thing God tells me is, Emmanuel, you know who I am. And he starts just to like, tell me, do you really believe pagans own all these things? Like pagans own family get togethers. They own trees. Like I made trees. You know what I'm saying? Like they own hot chocolate. They own like giving generosity, which is a fruit of the spirit. They own that, you know? And I start thinking like, wow, God, you're right. Like when I look at this holiday, I'm not seeing things that are not you, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, we'll get into it. Things yeah. that are not you, right? And so when I look at Halloween, though, people think Halloween is redeemable, but there's nothing redeemable about evil. We serve a holy God. That's why God told me, Emmanuel, you know my personality. You know who I am. You know my character. You know the. You know my fruits that, that, that you know what I'm saying? None of my fruits are evil. None of my fruits are wicked. In fact, that's literally the opposite of what a holy God is, is wickedness, is sinful, is evil, is fear, right? All the things that Halloween embodies are not redeemable because God has nothing to do with those things. God wants nothing to do with, the, you know, with that. It's an abomination to God what we see in Halloween. And some people just want to redeem the Halloween candy. And I'm just like, man... Is celebrating Halloween and just doing things that are abominable to God really worth just getting some candy? You can't have candy any other year, you know, any other day of the whole entire year. Like, come on, man. Candy? Really? You know, and, and, and God is just like, man, Emmanuel, Halloween is not redeemable because it has nothing to do with me. Mm. But although I don't like certain things in Christmas, and that's what we about to get into, the things that are primarily Christmas are redeemable, right? Christmas, just the name Christ Mass, it is about me. It's supposed to be about me. And I had a job at the time and the Lord literally told me, Emmanuel, at your job, you could get fired. You, In fact, even worse, you could get your own company that you work for sued if you will tell certain customers Merry Christmas. And so we will go through training at our jobs and they will tell us, you cannot say Merry Christmas. You have to say Happy Holidays. You have to say Xmas. You know, they're canceling Christ off of the holiday. Literally Xmas, right? They're canceling Christ and removing Christ everywhere they can. And so I started to see, man, God, the world has a problem with celebrating Christ in Christmas. A lot of people don't, you know, some people don't care about calling it Christmas. They just, they're just about, you know, they're in it for the gifts and the, you know, we don't work and, you know, we get to be home and stuff like that. But for the people who know what Christmas is really about, it's about Christ. And even worldly jobs know it so much that they could get sued, you know, for uh, a customer feeling a type of way for you literally saying Merry Christmas to the point that they have trainings telling you, hey, um, this is the way you're going to phrase it. This is the way you're going to word it because we don't want to offend people because not everybody believes in Christ and not everybody serves Christ. And once God showed me that, I said, man, 
bing, bing, bing. I went on Instacart and I ordered my tree, man. And I started decorating my house. Stop playing with me. <laughs> so I celebrated Christmas the first time last year. I was not playing, but I did get into, you know, just the origins of it. But um, I don't know if you want to say anything, Angela, real quick, because I'd be, I'd be chatting. Yeah. You got to stop me. You got to yeah, stop me. Um, well, for Halloween, <laughs> I feel like it's like almost obnoxiously obvious how different the holidays are. Like, yeah. you know, we are commanded to walk in light as he is light. Everything about Christmas is predominantly light. Everything about Halloween is predominantly darkness. And like, you don't have to do the mental gymnastics to explain the difference in principle, like what you do with Halloween. Like people were doing literal gymnastics, like trying to <laughs> explain to me why they celebrate Halloween. And I'm like, to me, it's just like a moot point. Like, you know, cause they were all saying, well, if you're not gonna celebrate Halloween, then I guess you're not gonna celebrate Christmas. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's like a demon altar on the person's lawn down the street. <laughs> um like just oh like my God. like witches and and skeletons and like this scary thing that if you walk by it said i crawled out of the earth and i'm gonna come get you like that's uh, not happening on christmas and yeah like demons are celebrating on halloween witches are celebrating on halloween but yes. on christmas they're doing what we're doing you know what i mean it's not like we have to flip the script and do what they're doing like you do on halloween and my <laughs> biggest thing with um my biggest thing with Halloween, though, was being set apart and not conforming to the ways of the world, which because that's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, you know, not like this blatant celebration of darkness that Christ raised us from. Like, we're not going back to play in the grave that we were resurrected from. But you know, that being said, you know, just because I'm pro Christmas, the same still holds true. Like I said, like the principles are intrinsically different, um, but there are traditional aspects of the Christmas celebration that I would still encourage us to forsake because we yes. are set apart. Yes. So let's talk about that. Should we just go right in and just like um, massacre Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, let's massacre Santa Claus. That's good. That's that because it all starts with him, honestly, to be honest with you. Go for it. <laughs> Are you all, okay? Say less. <laughs> say, say less. Listen, guys, we are here to literally murder Santa Claus. Yes, sir. Um, First and foremost, listen, I'm going to just, for my origin people, because I see you in the comments already, the, it's some guy named AR already giving me the origins. He an expert. He literally, he was born to give people the origins of Christmas. So let me just give y'all this, man. St. Nicholas, bro, of Myra, okay? That is Santa Claus. We're going to start with him, all right? We're going to start with the fat man, and I get to call him that because I'm fat, so I have permission. <laughs> Listen, St. Nicholas of Myra, he was an early Christian bishop of Greek descent, all right? He suffered for his faith. He was persecuted, um, but he did, like, a lot of, like, miracles, so amen. He was Holy Spirit-filled. The Dutch, The Dutch people... That's who he was really like, you know what I'm saying? The Dutch people really, like, fell in love with homie. He was, like, a hero to them. Apparently, he even, like, was saved, like, you know, um, prostitutes, you know, the OG, you know, the, the, the ancestors of the OnlyFans girls, you know, the prostitutes and all that. He will save them. He will save, like, little kids, stuff like that. So he did a lot of good in his community to the point where after his passing, they will, the Dutch people will hold a, a tradition 
called the Feast of St. Nicholas. Now, we're talking about Dutch, though, right? In Dutch, his name is not St. Nicholas. That's just the English. But in Dutch, his name was Sint, S-I-N-T, Nicholas. All right? They gave him a nickname in Dutch, short for Sint Nicholas, which was Sinterklaas, which is where we get Santa Claus from today, you know, in American culture. Here's the thing, though. Christmas has nothing to do with this man. I understand that a lot of things got mixed into. <laughs> Sorry, they making me laugh. <laughs> I understand that that Santa Claus and a whole bunch of things got mixed into Christmas, you know, and so that's why. We're here to let you know, we understand that there are certain traditions and certain things like the Lord told me that he is not pleased with, um, that even Christians are to this day following along with, because a lot of things got taken from a lot of different places and mixed into, you know, the Christmas that we have today. But we're just here to tell you, you can still celebrate Christ in Christmas and, and the, and the, the foundation of Christmas is not inherently evil generosity is not evil right when you look at christmas it's light it's not darkness and so it's not evil as much as you want to make it and as much as you want to give it to pagans but we can be honest and say hey guys since something like santa claus and making him the focus instead of making jesus christ the focus we're not doing that here bro we're not doing that this is a man that people are literally idolizing mm -hmm. a magical man Right. And on top of that, that's saint worship. All right. People in Santeria and witchcraft and you know what I'm saying? Yoruba, things like that. They literally pray to saints. And so you are bringing some a, a figure, some magical figure that comes from uh, St. Nicholas. Right. And you are posting him all over your house. You are telling your kids all about this man. You are telling your kids to believe in this man to almost, it almost feels like they pray into this man, right? You're doing all these things, putting out food for this man, which is, by the way, an offering. Think about it. You are putting out food. You're, you're taking your kids, you're baking cookies for an imaginary man, all right? Behind that imagination, trust me, there's a demon. Um, and you are putting out cookies, you're putting out milk overnight for this saint, Santa Claus, to come and eat the cookies and all these things. That is an offering. Can I this add is to what that? They do. Yes, you can. He literally, like, if you <laughs> yes, think about the symbolism of that, he descends into the chimney, which is where you put fire. He comes down into the hellfire for his offering of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie, them cookies be trash. Y'all be cooking, y'all be, y'all be baking some white cookies, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Or some of y'all really be going hard for like this fake Santa, man. And it's crazy. This is what people do in witchcraft. Yeah. And it's like Christians are doing this. Christians are waking their children up and saying, let's bake some cookies for a saint and put it out for a saint. Bro, that is crazy. We got to get Santa out of Christmas for Christians. I'm telling y'all that right now. I mean, for now, that's all I got on Santa. I'm I'm 100% sure like, this is a saint and you are putting offerings out to him is no different than the people in witchcraft that literally do the same thing with their saints. Yeah, no, 100%. And we actually, y'all, we got, um, 
we were cracking up going back and forth talking about Santa and like all these like little connections that we found. Like <laughs> the offering thing was just one tier of that. Let's talk about the uh. um how it literally teaches kids a works-based gospel. Like you can earn gifts. Oh, please start there. You could you could start that off because what you said to me was like really good. I was so this whole this whole started because I was in the grocery store. Uh, a couple weeks ago and I heard like a kid he was acting up and the mom was like you stop that Santa is watching and I was thinking in my head like <laughs> like okay well first of all Santa is not watching like God is watching and yes. we should be teaching our kids about sin not against not not teaching them to be good in order to earn things it literally mm. sets them up with this mindset that they have to do good works in order to obtain it in order to obtain something you know like we'll just say salvation because you all know where i'm going with it like they have to earn something like salvation yep. like, oh i was really good so i got fifty thousand gifts under the christmas tree it's like yes no no what if we just eliminated that altogether? and it's like it's like little little johnny i'm giving you that's that's my imaginary son i'm giving you these <laughs> presents because you you couldn't you don't you haven't earned these gifts you don't need to earn these gifts but i love you you're my child so mommy and daddy are gonna buy you some presents this year like that th it's just completely different and then we started talking about how um you know, well, it's just like in my notes, it just says salvation with Santa. <laughs> um, well, it's like, it, it, but I mean, with the thing, like, I'm, I'm going to use little Johnny again. We're just going to use him. So look, little Johnny is instead of because the Bible tells us parents to literally train up our kids. Right. So little Johnny is being trained up, not on Christ and not on the word of Christ, but we're going to train him up. Right. Every year, we are going to tell little Johnny, hey, little Johnny, if you please Santa, which, by the way, again, straight up, it happens in witchcraft with people who um, serve idols and things like that, um, Catholics with their saints and all of that. Yep, I hey, <laughs> got like 30 Catholics upset just now, but you feel what I'm saying? Johnny is here now saying, okay, I'm going to behave. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. In order to please Santa, I have to do certain things in order to be on his list in order to receive what I need. And so I was telling Angela, like, no wonder, you know, like, it just blew my mind when she said that. I was like, man, no wonder, like, kids grow up and become adults and they're trained this way. Right. We're supposed to be training them a whole different way in the gospel, but we're training them in the ways of some Christmas tradition that came from God knows where, where now it's about, hey, works. All right. And so you find Christ when you're older, but you're having issues now escaping the system of religion that says you have to live by, you know, these tally marks. And every day you're like, check mark check mark check mark i did that task i did that task and when god doesn't give you what you want at the end of your check mark list for the year or the month or whatever you suddenly backslide in like three times a year because you're like god where's my car where's my house where's my this mm. man you go back to when that person was a child trust me their parents we're literally embedding that inside of them. And that is not how Jesus Christ operates. That is how the demonic world operates. If you do this, this, and the third, like when I was in witchcraft, the more I did, the more demonic power or the more money or the more fame 
these demonic beings, these spirit guides I had will help me achieve. And so the moment I didn't do something right and I was not on their list, I was cursed. I was punished. I was, you know, they will like leave me alone. I wouldn't get video ideas. I wouldn't get like the same amount of money that week or that month. And that is literally what you're teaching kids. And there's also like, you know, just in the physical realm, there's also uh, like articles that people have written about just how your child must feel when you tell them, hey, if if you're good, you get everything you want and everything you wished for. And let's say you're a parent and you say that to your child and come Christmas time, you can't afford everything they asked for. And now they're thinking that they're bad mm -hmm. or then they go to school and their friends got way more stuff than they did. And now they're like, man, it's hitting their self-esteem. It's hitting them in, in, in a place where it's like unpreparing them for a good relationship with Christ. And it's, it's just causing destruction and it's just straight up idolatry. Amen. And you know, it's, it, it, it creates a doorway for all of that basically self-loathing that you were just talking about, but then it also like opens and I, I know it can sound dramatic, but if you think about the way this generation is, especially now with witchcraft, it's really not that dramatic. If I'm going to sit here and say, yeah, letting Santa be the focus of Christmas, be like the priority of Christmas, the folk, you it's know, nuts. it opens a doorway to curiosity and desensitization of magic later in life like it just does it just does mm. it, because it just it, it creates like a and people are like well what's wrong with my kids having an imagination it's like because <laughs> you're desensitizing them to the spirit realm you're desensitizing them to magic is fun magic is cute magic magic is this magic is that you don't know what that can lead to later in life you know i saw this meme the other day um and I was like, you know what? That's actually really true. It was supposed to be funny because a new ager shared it. And it's like started at the bottom. Now we're here. And it was like the started at the bottom was like the little fortune tellers that you used to make in grade school and like mm. and like the little mood ring. And um, and then like the pick in the date, the the like he loves me not off the daisies. And then it's like now we're here. And it was like, oh, my God, right. It was a crystal. It was sage. It was a yoga mat. And the girl's like, LOL, so true. And in my head, I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, yeah, it is so true. Like it, it, it opens a door to that desensitization and that curiosity later in life, because that's just, it, it's just that legality within the spirit realm. And then people in the chat are talking about, um, how Santa is like, I mean, this just goes without saying, like, if you just rearrange the letters, it's Satan. All oh, right. We said that. Yeah. yeah. Satan. Yeah. And it's so creepy, right? Like the, we were talking about the song, like Santa Claus is coming to town. Like it's, it's oh, like a Oh, please threat. go into that, Angela. Please go into that. It was so creepy, guys. Oh my gosh. When you said that, I was like, no. And the fact it's talking about kids, like right. you better watch out. That's a threat, bro. <laughs> you threatening me, gang. Like you, what you mean? You better watch out for what? What? You oh my gosh. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He... That's a monitoring spirit. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. 
He knows if you've been bad or good. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. Like, it's so... You better not shout. Is Yo, you better not shout. Yo, bro, when y'all really see what you be singing out here, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't gonna lie. I sung that last year. But, like, I was not really putting two and three and four together. You know, like, you better not shout is crazy. And we're talking about kids. Like, (laughs) you know, there's Christmas carols that, like, yes, you know, you look at the lyrics and it's like, oh, snap, it's, it's actually Christian. You know, but there's a lot of them that are like, hold on. I don't think that's, this is not about Jesus. This, see, this is straight up Santa. And when you read those lyrics, Santa sound like a, like a, you know, one of them, you know, they like little boys and you know what I'm saying? Monitoring spirit weirdo. You feel like, man, them lyrics is crazy. It's straight up creepy. Honestly, like most of the songs about Santa specifically are creepy. Like Santa baby. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. So Angela, Angela, get out here with the Santa stuff. And we take our kids to go sit on a random dude's lap, bro. Oh my gosh. What are we doing, guys? Guys, what are we doing, bruh? We taking our kids to the mall to sit on a weirdo's lap, bro, and ask for gifts in his ear. And he's whispering, God know what in his ear. Bruh, what? Oh my gosh. It's so messed up. Oh, I haven't. I'm glad I mentioned this. Um, before we move on from the Santa, there's just so much with the Santa thing. Um, there's one more with that one, too. Talk about writing letters to Santa. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I'm (laughs) like, there's one more with that one, though. Hold on. (laughs) Listen, guys, I'm going through, like, you know, I'm like, God, what's the tradition and stuff? Like, we had this conversation first, literally just a few days ago, y'all. Like, this is like still, you know, like fresh. So, I'm like, God, you know, what's like some traditions and things like that? So immediately I started thinking about the letters and Angela sends me um, someone sent her a message about the letters. And I go, man, they spoiled it because I was going to surprise like I was going to surprise Angela with it on the stream. But I'm like, well, cats out the bag. So I screenshotted my note, my notes and I sent it to her. I'm like, yeah, like the Lord just showed me this. So, guys. All right. Um, when I got possessed in witchcraft, right? When I was in witchcraft, I got possessed. I was like, this demon was like, took a notepad and started like writing and scribbling, doing a whole bunch of weird stuff. When I like got out of all of that and everything, you know, I found out the name of, of like that stuff. And it's called spirit writing or ghost writing. And, um, this is how it goes. So it's, it's, it's from a long time tradition. See, it's, it'd be them traditions that get y'all, man. Mm-hmm. It's a long time tradition in China where messages, right? People started writing messages to like a variety of deities, aka demons. <laughs> and um, they would like, you know, uh, receive messages. So like they will tap into the spirit, these like mediums, and they will sit down and like, let their hand flow or whatever the heck in the spirit. And they will just like write these messages or symbols or whatever the case. Um, And it was called spirit writing, but they will also sit down and they will write letters to the dead. They will write letters to their gods and their deities. And so we're sitting down with our kids or even in school and we're sitting down writing letters to, we already established Santa Claus is a saint. This, you know, even though he was, it was based on an actual Christian bishop and he made a, might've been a good person. He's dead. I ain't writing letters to Mary. I ain't writing like the, you know, like the Catholics. (laughs) I ain't writing letters to Peter. I ain't writing letters to Paul. 
Paul wrote me a bunch of letters. It's in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I ain't writing not one to him. <laughs> you know? So, guys, it is literally called ghostwriting, and it's a form of offering. It's a form of worship. It's a form of giving honor to, and uh, medians do it. And so in New Age, they tell you to, like, sit down and focus and clear your mind and open your mind. It's always with the open your mind. You know what I'm saying? When you open, like, it's like opening a door. Like, open your house door and go to sleep. You can't control what comes in, you know? So that's why in New Age, they always tell you open your mind so that anything could come in. And so we don't do that. But, boom, they sit down, oh, clear intentions, yada, yada, and just start writing, you know, and write whatever you need to say to whoever or whatever you're trying to contact. And um, at the end, in New Age, they make you close it and they make you put uh, an address and whatever address you put. And so it's a time, an address, and like you put your name and it's like you're signing it off and telling whoever spirit, deity, whatever you wrote to, hey, meet me here at this time at this certain place. And so after we write our letters to Santa Claus, how much we love him, how much we're waiting for him to come to our homes. Look at that. You're literally giving permission to Santa. You're literally writing it. You're saying, hey, Santa, I can't wait for you to come into my home. I can't wait for you to give me this and this. Santa, I want this, this, and a third. I love you, Santa. I love your reindeers. Tell, uh, tell what's one of these reindeers' name, whatever. Tell the red nose the Rudolph uh, reindeer, I say hello, you know, and I left you some cookies out, you know, come today at whatever, whatever. I'm going to go to sleep at 8 p.m., yada, yada. We close it. We sign our names. We put in the North Pole address, wherever these letters go. I remember in school we used to do it. We put on the address and we send it off, bro. It's literally the same thing as spirit writing and ghost writing. It's so crazy. It really is. It sounds so extreme, but when you break it down, especially like the entire formula, like everything we just talked about, it's it's the it's the you're really good all year. You do the works like to prove yourself worthy and then you write the letter and then you you leave the offering. And then so like all these things, it's like giving permission and then he infiltrates, he comes into the space and then he gives you, you know, in exchange for what you've already given him, he gives you um, because, you know, everything in new age witchcraft, you don't get anything for free from the devil. There's nope, always, there's always some sort of exchange. And so like, it's just like the entire formula of it is like innately witchcraft. It's, it's kind of insane when you break it down this way. So it's like it's it's so easy to just like do christmas without lying to your kids about santa and then letting all of this be a part of it it is i and and before i even forget let me address this too because some people are saying i saw someone say it's fantasy do you not do you think like all fantasy like comes from god and don't like some of y'all just need to read your Bibles, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love you, my heart, but you need to open your Bible. Like your Bible dusty, gang. Like, when's the last time you visited your Bible, bro? Your Bible screaming, hell, open me up. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if you will open your Bibles, bro, the Bible literally talks about our imaginations, right? So a lot of people, yes, your kids should be creative. It's cool. Your, your kids are creative. That's awesome. But creative how, though? Because I was getting ideas from demons. Mm -hmm. So it, the same way God can give you ideas and you can have holy a holy imagination. Yes, you can also have a demonic imagination. Where do you think people get the ideas to write all these like 
horror movies from? Do you think these horror movies that people sit down and write the scripts to come from God? Mm. You think it's God? You think it's Jesus sitting next to them saying, yeah, and 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 also write that her eyes roll back and turn black and she starts climbing the ceiling and sticks out her tongue and goes, where's your father? I'm going to eat your father. And, and then rips out rips out the his right rib and, and, and smacks his mom and boomerangs the right rib and catches it and then does a backflip. And it, like, do you think, do you think that Jesus is sitting down next to this man saying, hey, I'm giving you this great horror movie idea. Bro, all ideas, all imaginations, all thoughts do not come from God. All right. So the Bible says to cast down all thoughts and imaginations that come against the knowledge of Christ and bring it into captivity in the name of Jesus Christ. We are literally told to have self-control over our minds over our imaginations every imagination ain't good having a running just like your imagination running off wildly is not a godly thing and so i don't understand some of y'all christians i know i gotta have grace because i was there at some point you know and i gotta remember man i was i was you one day i was wilding my imaginations was wilding but after you read your Bible and after you know that God is concerned with even your thoughts and imaginations, then you have to understand that we have to have self-control even in here, right? Even in the things that no one is seeing that, that are playing in our minds, we have to take control over that in the name of Jesus Christ. And every thought that is not of the Lord, you need to cast it down, bro, and bring it into captivity. Like, this is why Jesus says he's going to give you a new mind, renew your mind. Your mind is filthy, bro. Just like your heart is wicked, your mind is filthy, bro. When you come to Christ, you need to renew it. You got to understand that. And this is where Satan attacks you the most is in your mind, bro. Y'all need to get it together. This whole life is just fantasy. It's just imagination. It's just entertainment. It's just this. Listen, I feel sorry. I pray in Jesus' name that you wake up one day and stop saying that nonsense because the Lord says my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we be trying to tell y'all stuff and y'all don't re be receiving it. But it is what it is. We just could, you know, plant the seed and hope that it grows one day. Yeah. And to that, like also, you know, the Bible says that we are clay. He is the potter. But that also applies for our children as parents like they are clay and if if you're if if you're molding them around fantasies of like we'll say santa claus or harry potter or or, mm. or letting them dress up as fairies you know stuff like that mm. like what are what are you what are you shaping that child into right like, it, you know it's not that the kids are sinning that's something i got accused of on halloween are you saying my child's a sinner i'm like no because it's your responsibility <laughs> like what your child is, is participating in. Um, right. So let's two more points before we move on here. Can you talk a little bit about the Christmas spirit? Oh, Jesus. Wow. I know you was hitting me. I got no notes for that, but I do have something to say about that. Um, there, there is spirits associated with um, Christmas that you could allow into your house. Um, I think I'd go back to magic on that one. So, when you subscribe to the magic and the traditions that were mixed into Christmas, right? The ones that we're talking about, the Santa, the ghost writing, all these things off rip. If anything, if not anything else, you are allowing um, a spirit of deception into your house. You are bringing in a spirit of witchcraft because of magic. Um, if you don't know magic, 
same thing. It literally, if you search it up right now, you're going to see the synonyms of the word magic, and it's going to tell you sorcery, witchcraft, wizardry, necromancy, you know, enchanting, things like that. And so immediately, oh, you're literally calling a spirit on you. Oh, I got the Christmas spirit. Where's your Christmas spirit? Where's your... The only spirit... I, I'm mad that I even got to say this. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, the only spirit that y'all should be calling into your life, into your home, around your kids, your husband, your wife, your dog, your cat, your turtle, <laughs> your iguana, is the Holy Spirit. Like, this is the same thing... For Halloween, I'm not going to lie. This this I will compare to Halloween. When people be like, you know, Halloween spirit. No, 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 sir. Mm -hmm. The only ghost that live here is the Holy Ghost. I don't mm -hmm. know what you're talking about. What you mean, Halloween spirit? Miss, miss me with that. Listen, for Christmas, forget the Christmas spirit. Because I don't know who that guy is. But I know <laughs> who the Holy Spirit is. And that's the only person welcome in my house. Amen. Yeah. So, like... I just, I need people in the chat to see that because, you know, everyone's like wiling out in the chat right now. <laughs> we are condoning the demonic, but we're, we're, we're going to just, we're going to just keep going and rolling with it. Um, do you have anything on elves? Cause I really don't, but I thought you said, yes, okay. yes. So guys, just like the oh Santa, the Santa thing just continues to unfold. He has creepy little elves. So now, too. now we're going to talk about Santa's workshop guys. <laughs> We 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 I feel like we obliterated Satan and now we're entering his workshop. It's his um, demons, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so elves are guys, elves are familiar spirits. Um I mean, I guess you could look it up like exactly what they are, but they are familiar spirits. They are um elves are literally monitoring spirits. And so check this out. So the tradition with elves, besides oh, they make the toys and yada yada, that's just just nonsense. Throw that out the window. Obviously, elves ain't making no toys for these kids. You know, you spending your bread. And listen to me, God, God, listen, God strike me if I would ever raise my kids and me like work a nine to five sweating just to give some random uh, demonic man called Santa Claus credit for what I for what I bought my children. God forbid, bro. Y'all, y'all lame. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all lame for that. <laughs> Giving Santa credit for what y'all work. Y'all crazy. Listen, listen, son, I bought them toys. <laughs> but elves is not making toys, none of that. But the tradition with the elves is sitting an elf up on, you know, like a shelf or whatever to look over your home. So it's literally called elf on a shelf. So um, and you buy an elf and you put it on your shelf and it just stays there. this creepy little thing with pokey ears, literally just monitoring your home. That is a monitoring spirit, bro. Let somebody said it. The elf on the shelf. Creepy. Yes. Why do you want this little tiny creature? It is not human. It is an elf. Okay. And you are literally got pointy ears just sitting on your shelf like this, <laughs> wearing striped socks. And pointy shoes, like Nordic style shoes, you know what I'm saying? Just watching over your crib, bro. That's creepy. Y'all be wondering why you go to the living room and you turn off the light and you feel like something chasing you. So you run back to your room and close the door. You feel like something chasing you. Yeah, that's that elf on the shelf, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally familiar spirits and um, monitoring spirits, you know? They're like, you know, little... Um, little demonic creatures I, I remember in witchcraft 
um, they used to say that there's these little uh, uh, demons called imps. And imps is pretty much similar to elves. And they used to say in New Age that, you know, if you always like have remote controls and, you yeah. know, things that go missing wow. in your house, like you put your key down, you know, you put it down next to you and suddenly it's not there. Things like that. Like things like that used to happen to me. I remember like there was like a girl or something that like was telling me about imps in, in, in New Age and how these like little demons just be like causing little inconveniences and like monitoring your life and stuff like that. And I was just like, man, when we're, when we're going through this Christmas stuff, I'm like, wait, elves and elf on the shelf. Like this is a monitoring spirit. And I just thought all the way back to that. So yeah, same, same little thing. Somebody said gnomes in the chat. Yeah. Same thing. You know, it's, it's, it's just creepy. It's weird. It's like, why, what part, like, what does this have to do with Christ? Yeah. Right. And it's, I remember when that came out years ago and it's still so popular now, like people are posting on Facebook, like, oh, look what the elf, look what the elf did. And it's like something like crazy. And it's like the kids like look forward to seeing it, but it's so creepy. Angela, I'm sorry, Angela. Did you see what Mike said? <laughs> what? Oompa Loompa? He said, he said Oompa Loompas. <laughs> <laughs> they demons too. Uh, oh my gosh. Someone said you guys need to chill. It's not that serious. I don't know if you noticed, but hey, we're like having a great time. <laughs> it's, listen, it's all good, bro. Listen, whenever you need deliverance, bro, hit me up. You know what I'm saying to you? And that's about it. You know, I hey, uh, tell me. Have, listen, it's always going to be that one person who it's not that nothing's ever serious nothing, until no. they in hell for no reason, like for things that was not even worth it. And, you know, good luck explaining to the Lord that it was not that serious. Ooh, <laughs> it's not that serious until your kid grows up and like is like one of us were right decides no and you said it good track. because harry potter like those were one of the like not that serious stuff you know what i'm saying and my dad as a christian used to bring us harry potter films into my house i mean i mean it completely desensitized me so yep like when i look back and you know i'm writing i'm writing like my book and stuff so when I'm looking back and thinking about my life, like dot for dot, yep. I'm like seeing how my childhood was literally like yep. filled with witchcraft stuff. And like we grew up in the church, you know, but like my dad brought in Harry Potter. Um, you know, I was allowed to watch certain things that had witchcraft. Then, you know, as a teenager, uh, the movie The Craft ended up being like my favorite movie of all time. When people ask me, what's your favorite movie? The Craft. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I had a little sister, everything that I would touch, like, you know, I gave it to her as well. Like, you know, and she's like, to this day, like the deepest Harry Potter fan. And, you know, I'm trying to work on her with that. But then it was like even like games i used to play like this game in like high school uh called wizard 101 which was like a crazy massive popular game among uh you know kids and even like all the way up to teenagers and even some young adults but it was massively popular angela i don't know if you ever heard of it wizard 101 but mm -hmm. you literally make a character it's a wizard or a, or you know you're either a wizard or a witch and you uh take a test in the beginning by this like warlock that greets you you take a whole test and there's different like classes like like um ice fire death um life balance whatever and you take a whole test and it's like a like a kind of like a horoscope personality test and you get assigned a class and you start like the game and the game is literally like an open world 
um, where it's like schools and classes, like kind of like Harry Potter. Everybody rides on like different like brooms, different like stuff. And you collect these cards. Like so you go to school to get these cards that come to life when you place them down, like these tarot cards. And when you place them down, they like come to life and you like fight and battle and you were like a wizard and so you had like a wand and everything it was really crazy and so I have no idea like this is me talking to you guys like like you know let me not be funny for a second like sincerely like from like my heart like I really say this I hope that y'all can like hear my heart and my voice I'm talking to you as Emmanuel when he was 13 Emmanuel when he was six Emmanuel when he was eight years old like I'm talking to you from like the place of my childhood where I didn't know that these things were like that serious, but look what happened to my life. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go through witchcraft to meet Jesus. I didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? Thank God that he uses things and turns your sufferings into testimonies. You know, when Satan thought he would kill you, you know, it ended up being a testimony. Thank Mm -hmm. God for that. But that's God's grace and his love. You didn't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just telling you as me speaking as the child version of me, like my dad messed up on that part. You know, my mom messed up on that part. They should have guarded me and they did it. And so if you're a parent, if you have little brothers, little sisters, you know what I'm saying? Like, please take it serious. You know, I know some people are going to tell you it's not that serious. They're going to make you feel like you're left out or anything like that. But how can you be left out in Christ? You know, you have Mm. everything in the Lord. There's nothing for you in the world. And we shouldn't subscribe to any of those weird things, you know, because like I said, those were all open doors to me uh, growing up. And when I look back, I just like I feel sad, you know, Um, because I didn't have to go through that. But unfortunately, my parents were one of those is not that serious, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's what happens when it's not that serious. And I could have if I died in witchcraft when I was in witchcraft, if my life would have just I would have died. And mind you, I could have died because coming out of that occult, like, man, I'll save that. But I could have died. And if I would have, I would have died unrepentant without Christ. I would have been in hell, bro. And it all started with the not that serious stuff. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just think we need to like stop underestimating what we're exposing our kids to because as I'm hearing you talk, I'm thinking back to my childhood and it wasn't like my mom was like, it's not that serious because we didn't grow up in the church. But for her, it was just like lack of awareness. Like she always had now tell me there's no correlation here that I grew up to be an astrologer where she always had suns and moons all over the house that had like faces on them. Like, tell me, tell me there's no correlation or that I used to have like fairy coloring books. Um, I, my favorite artist when I was, cause I used to draw a lot when I was a kid, my favorite artist, when I was a kid, it was like, it was this, some, some woman named Amy and like all these, this fairy stuff. And then I'm thinking about the books that I used to read as a kid. Um, I was really, I I wasn't actually an Aragon person. I mean, I wasn't a Harry Potter person. I was an Aragon person, which was all about the dragons. And then I really liked the Percy Jackson series, which was all Greek mythology. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that was me. And then the only video game that I was ever really into was Skyrim, which was sorcery Mm. and magic and the dragons and the power. Like, (laughs) it's like none of this, like, it is that serious, y'all. Like, it is that serious. 
So anyway, um, now I always say, Angela, how many like ex New Agers, ex witchcraft, you know, in general, people ex Satanists got to come out and tell Christians, hey, maybe you shouldn't be doing that, you know. And my answer is always way too many, way too many. And and so as like ex practitioners of like the dark side guys and coming out, we could tell you right now, and I, I know I could for sure tell you. Ain't no witch or warlock or new ager celebrating Christmas. And I think that tells you something. But we used to laugh and make fun of Christians for celebrating Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so I feel like we could go. That's like a whole rabbit hole we could go down. Um, <laughs> trying to get back to the Christmas thing. Uh, just just wow. Um, so. <laughs> Now, of course, like people in the chat are saying, they don't care about the origins of Christmas. They just care about the origins of Halloween. I don't even know why those people are watching if they disagree with us. Because I don't like sit there and like consume hours of content of people I disagree yeah. with personally. We, we spoke about the origins, though. And matter right. of fact, it is a good time to get into origins because we, hey, I got some <laughs> origins for you, my brother or my sister. I got, listen, I love you and I got some origin. You care about origin so much. You're the origin police. I got some origin for you. Angela got some origin for you. But Angela, if you, if, if I may, I would like Please. to touch on mistletoe real quick. Oh yeah. Before. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. That's fun. Mistletoe guys. Oh my gosh. That's the one I was like, God, I know there's something behind this. I mean, obviously guys, you know, when mistletoe, what, you know what I'm saying? You're putting mistletoe over you know you and somebody else whatever the case and like now y'all gotta kiss first of all weird um second we about to like like no other time unless i don't know some of y'all maybe like that hopefully you change in jesus name because the good news is you don't got to be a slave to sin no more in jesus name but listen some of y'all i don't know might be just kissing random strangers and putting your lips and mouth on anybody not me though you know what i'm saying so mistletoe no other time of the year y'all doing this but one time out of the year you're like yep i fall under this little this little like piece of plant and and now we gonna have to make out we gonna have to kiss we gonna have to bro that is lust the chat is on point that is lust um that is you know stepping into fornication or even borderline fornication whatever the case may be and it's just nasty you're just kissing strangers and weird stuff so obviously it's wrong immediately but i'm like god let me see you know let me get a little originy you know what i'm saying for my origin people and immediately i'm like wow it makes complete sense why this is like a sexualized thing in christmas where you know, and, and and honestly, guys, when I was in the world, I think I did the mistletoe maybe like one time. And I ain't going to lie. I'm going to just keep it honest in the world. Amen. In the world. All right. World. It, no, it don't stop at no kiss, bro. Like, hold on. You kiss me. Now nah, I need your number now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to we got to finish this work. <laughs> you know <feel laughs> what I'm saying? So like, like it don't stop there. So I'm like, man. This got to be like, you know, something like deep into this. And so when I looked at it, yep, immediately. So Druids, um, I know we talk about a lot of pagans, but if you don't know the ancestor to pagans or actually, no, no, no. It was pagans from the jump, but Druids, very ancient, you know, pagans. Druids used uh, mistletoes in fertility rites. So fertility rites, not um, R-I, it's R-I-T-E-S. So rites, which is rituals. So they would do um, fertility and um, what's that V word? Um, 
there's a word with a V. Uh, vitality. So it was it was for fertility and vitality, whatever. I think that's how you say it. And so they would do these rituals with the mistletoe, and sometimes they would sacrifice animals along with it. Um, you know, for like to stimulate reproduction in in humans and stuff like that. And then they'll also use it to like ward off spirits and whatever, just like sage. And so immediately I was like, of course, <laughs> I was like, of course. I mean, it was it's bad just with the naked eye. You know, as a Christian, you shouldn't subscribe to that. Um, but going into it, it's like, yeah, OK, it, you know, it's still people still doing the same lustful um sexual immorality stuff with it as before and so mm. that's mistletoe fyi guys i just wanted to destroy that one real quick that's crazy it's like all the stuff you don't realize and it, it just makes me think like i don't know satan just infiltrates everything he literally infiltrates he has to have everything um something i want to yeah. say to christmas people are like what's the difference between that and halloween like Emmanuel already noted, we covered a lot of this at the beginning. It's like obnoxiously yeah. different in principle, but also Christmas is the only time of the entire year where not just us, but like the world is inadvertently embracing Christ. Amen. It's inadvertent that they're doing that. Um, and so as Christians, it's our job to continue drawing that focus back to him mm -hmm. it just it, it's always back to christ and so you know there's no other holiday like emmanuel sa was saying there's no other holiday where they try and abbreviate it because it could be considered offensive that where that's like no not christmas it's xmas right yeah they, they happy don't holidays do yeah they don't do that with anything else and even think about the jewish people like they don't celebrate christmas not because it's pagan mm -hmm. but because of who it represents Yes. So there's something there. Like there's something there. And then I, I don't know if you want to say anything about that. Uh, no, I mean, I, I listen, I am not repeating nothing for You're nobody. Right. I said it at the beginning. Um, You know, guys, if, if you weren't here at the beginning, I encourage you to, you know, after the stream, go back, watch it from the beginning. I covered a lot, but I'll just I'll repeat this when I worked at it. You know, when I worked at my like nine to five job, Literally, we were trained and told you couldn't say Merry Christmas because it was offensive to people who didn't believe in Christ. So the world knows that it's about Christ. Um, Jews know it's about Christ. Right. Like like Angela said. And also, I, I finished saying a, a little bit ago, New Agers, people in witchcraft, things like that. They're not celebrate celebrating Christmas like if you're actually in the cult, people in the cult, they're not celebrating Christmas. We were making fun of Christians when I was, you know, a, a part of that world, making fun of Christians for celebrating uh, Halloween. But we wasn't laughing at Christians for celebrating what we knew was Christ and was a, actually was offensive to Satan. Like Christmas was actually offensive to, to the enemy, which is why I could, you know, I could see why Christmas had to be like attacked and bombarded with all these traditions that have nothing to do with Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Satan like launched this person named Santa Claus to become the figure of Christmas instead of Jesus Christ. So, you know, in order to like, re you know, remove the fact that this is about Jesus, but as much as you want to say, I'm not going to celebrate or not, and it's fine. You don't have to right. celebrate it, but I'm just here to tell you that if you do or not, like it's not a heaven or hell issue. And at the end of the day, you know, 
everything that Christmas represents, except, you know, the things that we're obviously touching on, which are, you know, certain traditions, Santa Claus, mistletoes, elves, you know, eliminate those things and you keep it about Christ. You will have no issues and God is not upset with you for de decorating your house with things that belong to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, Angela, whenever you want to read Jeremiah, I have my Bible ready. But um, we have Matthew, we have Luke, where literally Jesus was born. They celebrated his birth. Angels literally celebrated. Angels came down to earth, guys, and told shepherds that were literally just shepherding their fields, hey, the Lord is born. Go see him, you know, go visit him to celebrate his birth. Angels were celebrating. It's OK to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And some people get so technical. Well, it wasn't the exact day. Bruh, listen, if somebody doesn't tell me I was born October 6th, if, if somebody tells me happy birthday on October 10th, yo, happy belated, bro. I still feel like they celebrated my birthday, even if it was five days late. It is fine. No one knows the exact, exact date and time of his birth. It's fine. People mm -hmm. speculate all of that, but it's not a heaven or hell issue to get the exact day right. But mm -hmm. can we celebrate his birth? Of course we can. When people have their Christmas decorations outside and you see the manger of like, you know, the whole setup of Jesus's birth, you telling me that's satanic, that's pagan? Pagans are not celebrating Jesus, y'all. They pay real pagans, right, in, in, in Christmas time. They're celebrating Yuletide. They're celebrating Saturnalia. They're celebrating um, um, winter solstice. They're not celebrating Jesus. Like, I right. have to understand that. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I'll say yeah. on that, just to touch on there. Now, before we go into the Jeremiah thing, I, you know, I, I'm so with you on this because that's something that's like the major, one of the major uh you know, aspects of the clapback is, well, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. It's like, okay, so <laughs> I know a lot of speculation is like that he was probably birth or conceived around Christmas, like when we, what we know as right. Christmas and um, born around the Feast of Tabernacles. But I think it's a moot point because like I said, this is the one time a year where the world is inadvertently, like they're, they're in like more of a heart posture to actually receive the good news. So mm. what are we going to do? Sit in our gray houses with all the lights shut off throughout the entire <laughs> holiday season and just not go out and evangelize? It's like, why don't we go to the holiday parties when people are talking about Santa? We say, well, like what we just did, like just kind of dismantle the Santa thing and say, you know what Christmas is really about? Like one of those corny Hallmark movies, like sharing the truth about Jesus, right? And not only that, but... What seems, I, I need you all in the chat to think about this seriously. What seems like a more logical and Christ-like, might I add, approach for your kids around Christmas? Would it be, oh, we love Jesus, so we sit in a gray house? Or are you going to use it as an amazing opportunity, regardless of the actual accuracy of the timeline of his birth to teach them about his birth and engage in you know fervent bible study with them mm -hmm. because think about how you can take advantage of like the time off that you have during this season as well and the extra yes. time that's being spent with the family because of that kind of you know openness with the work schedule that it allows it's it's an amazing opportunity to celebrate Christ with them and teach them, you know, remove, remove the word Christmas from the equation. It's an amazing mm. opportunity because 
uh, like I said, the world is inadvertently embracing Christ in this time to really yes. instill the Lord in the youth. Whereas if we are just like Grinches essentially, and are just like, no, we don't do this because we're holier than thou and because of this and because of that, like, what are you going to teach your kids about the character of God by not letting them see pretty lights or, or get a present? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that really the character of, of the Lord to, to totally withhold? Now, I'm not saying, for the record, I'm not saying that means we should disobey him at all. But there is, like, a, there's a difference. There's just such a difference between the principles of Christmas time versus the principles of Halloween or of Amen. whatever, like St. Paddy's Day, stuff like that, right? So that's, that's kind of where <laughs> Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, right. <laughs> And like I said, people in general are just in a greater heart posture to receive Christ during this time because I was saving this point for the end, but it seems good to bring up now. You think about how, because when I was in the world before I knew Jesus, Christmas was always my favorite time of year because I, you know, it, it's just like that feel good season. It's, it's just yeah. like, you know, everything is pretty and, and everything is love and generosity and family and time and presence and intimacy. And you know what that actually is? You know why people crave the Christmas season and why they adore the Christmas season? It's because everything about the Christmas season embodies the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And that's what people Come are on, craving. Angela. That's what Come people on. are craving. They're actually craving Christ. So they're in that heart posture of already wanting to receive the good news. They're already in the heart posture of wanting everything that Jesus has to offer. So why yes. are you going to not give that to them? This is the time. Like, this is the time. We've been, you know, whatever Satan did with all the things that we just talked about during the holiday season, during the Christmas season, this is our job as Christians is to embrace the time when the world is inadvertently celebrating Christ. So, there. No, that was so good. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I knew you were going to say because that's because they're craving Jesus. That was so great. Guys, it's so, listen, and just to, to you know, just remind you guys, you're talking to two people that, you know, Angela was seeking God, like, honestly, you know, about Christmas, like, God, I won't celebrate it if you don't want me to. And me, I spent five years of my walk with Christ not celebrating Christmas, just afraid. Like I said, letting pagans live in my mind rent free, just controlling all of my decisions and everything belongs to pagans. And that was a horrible way of living. I'm not going to lie. And I'll tell you this right now, I didn't feel any closer to Jesus because I didn't put up a tree, you know, like, oh, I'm not putting up tree or decorations and we're not doing any of that. Like, not, none of that brought me closer to Christ. So I, I really sincerely ask you guys to, you know, when, when you're sitting there and everybody's celebrating Christ, not Santa, but when everyone's mm -hmm. celebrating Jesus and we're watching our Christmas, you know, Jesus movies and we're celebrating time with our families and we're we're just, you know, being generous to, towards each other and everybody who's even in the world just who usually be bugging out. Don't you see the effects of like, that's God's character. Those are the fruits of the spirit. You see people who usually be like walling out in the streets. They're like pretty calm during Christmas time. It's like, you know, like they're pretty like chill and calm. Like I know family members that usually like, man, like they really be wilding. But for some reason, Christmas time, they're like pretty calm and they're like acting nicer, you know, and more considerate of each other and things like that. And um, that's all God, guys, like 
like generosity doesn't belong to pagans. Like giving gifts doesn't belong to pagans. You guys give pagans way too much power in life and they're not that important, guys. I'm here to tell you pagans are not important. Like pagans are not that smart. Like if they were smart, they'd be with Christ, but they're not. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, giving way too much credit as Christians to these pagans. And I like, I don't understand. Like we need to take certain things back that are redeemable. The word is redeemable right? Is Christmas redeemable? Meaning, can we remove the things that are not of Christ out of Christmas? Yes, we can, because what is Christmas does represent who God is, his character, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are there. When you look at Halloween, it isn't redeemable because there's nothing that God wants with death. There's nothing that God wants with witches. There's nothing that God wants with wickedness and sin and literally everything that's opposite of serving a holy God, right? Can you see and find characters, characteristics of a holy God in Christmas? Yes, all over Christmas. Amen. And so it is redeemable, right? So redeemable is cleaning it out making it new and making it acceptable to the Lord. Can we do that for Christmas when we see Christmas? Yes, we can. If you're saying no, bro, I pray that religious spirit off of you, that legalistic spirit off of you in the name of Jesus, because I'm telling you, you're going to sit in your home and none of what you're doing, fighting your brothers and sisters, telling them, throw the tree out, or you're going to go to hell pretty much. You're not getting closer to Christ. I you want just, you to sit in your living room your video, that day. Emmanuel. Huh? Lost your video. I can still hear you, you but I can't see you. No, don't say that. Oh, <laughs> it's so just sorry. your name. So sorry, so sorry. Look, you you made the religious spirit mad. See? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. My 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 camera opened up. That's so weird. Okay. Do you see me now? I'm good. Yeah, but you're like wait. You're blurry and you're like you're like this way. Wait, which way? Hold on. Boom. You're in like portrait. There you Lip. go. And then, how's that? That's better. We're back to normal. Okay, okay. Sorry to cut you off. It was just, that was good. It's okay. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So, I want you guys to really like, you know, for those who are just still super anti, I want you to sit in your living rooms that day with all your feelings of, 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 Christmas and all your hatred, full-blown hatred of, of, of Christmas. And I want you to just ask one question. Is that bringing you closer to Christ? Do you feel closer to the Lord that day as you sit there in the empty apartment, no family, no celebrating, no nothing, no anything? Do you feel closer to, to the Lord? You know, I just really like want you to ask yourself that because I did, you know, and that's what began that that change process where the Lord said, yes, this is redeemable, you know, and, and you know my character, Emmanuel, and you could definitely celebrate Christmas without, you know, certain traditions that don't belong in celebrating me, mm -hmm. right? I, I, me as in, you know, Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's just like I said, like, I was in that same heart posture where I was like, Lord, and someone said, we're not supposed to lean on our heart. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's like, it's just like that parable where Jesus talks about the soil, right? It's like, what kind of soil are you? So that's that's what I mean when I say heart posture. Um, mm -hmm. I, I went to him humbly and I said, Lord, if you don't want me to celebrate Christmas, I won't. Um, but it, it was, it, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, is my character reflected 
in this particular holiday? The answer is is yes. And as far as is it redeemable goes, the Lord is a good father. Like I said, he doesn't want to deprive you, which doesn't mean you should disobey him. But it also means that we can live joyfully within his boundaries, right? Hallelujah. We can live joyfully within his boundaries. It's not like... It's not like being a Christian means that you're a slave to just misery. In fact, it's the yeah. literal opposite. opposite. It is the literal opposite. And I have God a question. God says he loves festivities, Angela. It says it in the Bible. It says God loves festivities. Right. And like, you know, things, for the record, things that directly contradict the word of God, Halloween, yoga, like that's unredeemable because God does not change. However, Christmas does not yes. contradict the word of God. In fact, it validates many of the commands. Um, so let me just go through some of that because I have a note here for that. Okay, yes, like the principles of, and I'm, we're gonna get to the Jeremiah thing, I promise, because everyone, that's like everyone's favorite thing to talk about. It's crazy. I have it, I, I have it I do it too, here. I, have so, I have so many notes on that. So we're gonna save that because everyone's most triggered about that. So, Amen. okay, we have, the core values of Christmas are Christ-like by nature. We have generosity, showing others the heart of the Father via generosity. It's also a yield to his commands to literally give freely. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And then we have Proverbs 11, where it says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched and whoever waters will himself be watered. Great opportunity to, to be generous with people around us, with, with the, with the less fortunate and to teach our kids generosity too. Right. And when you're going to, if you're going to withhold the celebration of, of, of gift giving during Christmas, you're actually teaching your kids to be selfish. Just saying. And then we have worship, right? You know, keeping where, where it comes, you know, when I'm talking about songs, like keeping the Christmas songs about Jesus, like ditch the creepy ones about Santa watching you when you're asleep. <laughs> and there are so many, there are a plethora of verses about worshiping the Lord. Psalm 102, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful yes. songs. Like I said, yes. this is the one time of year where there are literally Christian songs on the radio station. Come let us adore him. Oh, holy night. Like it's the only time of year where you're going to find that on the radio. Sing it Amen. with your friends and family. And then we have good cheer and joy. Another attribute of Christmas. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Then we have unity. Psalm 133, 1. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity, which no one in the chat is doing right now. Quality time and love. It's uh, 1 Timothy 5, 8. But if anyone, okay, this is a good one. Quality time and love. If yes. anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household children, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Dang. So if you're going to like sit in your house on Christmas, not go to your families, not, not celebrate with your brothers and sisters in the faith or literal brothers and sisters, you are, it literally says you have denied the faith. Now, obviously that's not in the context of Christmas itself as the holiday, but that is what you do on Christmas. Do you not, do you not go spend quality time? Are you really going to deny your kids that? Are you really going to deny yourself that? Are you really going to deny your relatives that? What if you're the only person in the family who knows Christ? Are you really not going to go to the celebration when you are the only person that has the opportunity to share that with them, right? And then wow. finally, we have free gifts, right? It's an opportunity to talk and share the greatest gift of all, 
right? When you're, when you're giving gifts to kids, when you're giving gifts to your family members, we can remind them that the wages of sin is death, but the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord, Romans 6. Yes. So like I said, the the themes of Christmas and the Christmas season literally embody the fruits of the spirit, um, which is Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. And one more thing I want to say to your point about redemption. Um, it's like we were talking about earlier. I don't know if you want to get into this now or if you want to wait, you can you can let me know. But, you know, everyone that's in the chat, like having a fuss about redemption and paganism and all these things, like I just want to know everyone in the chat, if you have a problem with Christmas, if you're not celebrating Christmas, do you still adhere to your work schedule? that operates within the time constraints of the Gregorian calendar, because guess what? The Gregorian calendar is pagan. So I'm just Dang. curious if you go to work on Monday mornings, because you shouldn't. I've just, chill. this is why I wanted to you on. Wait, are you telling me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is pagan? Yes. <laughs> Tuesday is like named after the Greek god of war. Like it's, it's just. I was waiting to get here. If you want to keep going off, because I'm ready to go off. I'm gonna lie. It's months of the year too. It's not just the days of the week. It's months of the year the too. Calendar. The months are also pagan. They're named after Greek and 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 ancient little you know, lowercase g gods. And so. We about to get on y'all. Don't get salty because we take it. You know what I'm saying? You got you dishing it out. You got to take it. Word of my mother. At least what I'm saying. You got to take it. You hear in the comments, you dishing out origins, pagan. So we about to see if you really about your anti-pagan life. If you really would it. You know what I'm saying? If you really about that life, we about to see. As you they're, know, as they're on see. the chat on their iPhones writing those comments. Hold on. Oh, you said iPhone? Hold on. Hold on. I got signed on Apple. Let me tell y'all right now, you know, Apple symbolizes the fall of humanity, right? The sin of Adam and Eve. That is the symbol of Apple. And fun fact, if you didn't know, Steve Jobs got the idea of Apple while high on LSD and marijuana or loud, depending where you're from, right? So he's accessing the spirit world illegally by drugs and being given ideas and tapping into certain ideas. That logo on your phone that you are watching on right now, my brother and sister, yeah, that's right, Pagan. <laughs> so are we throwing our phones out, guys? Are we throwing our phones out? You know what I'm saying? It's like, we should. I, can I go off, Angela? Can Please, I go off? It's your turn. Oh. Oh, thanks the Lord. Okay. How about Nike? Nike, my Nike wearers, where y'all at? I got like one pair of Nike. That's that's about it. But Nike, where y'all at? Nike is a Greek goddess of victory. Throw your Nike out. Don't tell me nothing about pagans. Don't tell me nothing about false gods. Don't tell me nothing about demons and, 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 and trying to attack my, my little Christmas tree. Because my Christmas tree little. I don't got a lot of money. I got a nice little corner next to my door where I buy a little hundred dollar Christmas tree. Don't attack my Christmas tree. I'm, we're going to see if you really about that anti 
pagan life. So Apple, you got Apple? Throw out all your Apple products right now. Don't want to see a Mac computer in your house and you telling me about Christmas is pagan. I don't want to see you wearing Nike telling me Christmas is pagan. I don't want to see you showering with Dove. I'm going to go in your bathroom. I'm going to break <laughs> your Dove soap in half. Your Dove soap is is inspired by the Aphrodite goddess of love and beauty. Her name is Aphrodite, by the way. Goddess of love and beauty. That's the inspiration of Dove soap. I'm going into your bathtub and I'm slamming your soap on the floor. Word of my mother. Ajax, you cleaning your house with Ajax? Ajax is another Greek mythological warrior because he didn't need any help from the gods to quote unquote clean up in battle. Your house is dirty. You better not be using Ajax. That's word of my mother. If you're telling me your Christmas, <laughs> my Christmas tree, I'm Angela, I'm going to go off. I'm telling you. If you're telling me the Christmas tree that I'm about to have in my crib is a problem, if I go to your house and I see me a little can of Ajax, bro, we're going to have problems, bro. We're going to have problems. How about Trident? Don't be eating Trident gum around me, bro. The three-pronged spear possessed by the god, lowercase g, of the sea, Poseidon, that's trident. You better not be eating no trident gum near me. You better let your breath stink. You better let your breath smell like garlic sauce. I don't care, bro. No trident gum near me. Don't tell me my Christmas tree, yada, 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 and, and while you chewing a trident gum. Don't do that, bro. Pandora. You got you want to buy a, a, a ring for your wife? You bought it from Pandora. I'm snatching it off her finger, bro, because it's pagan. It's pagan. Pandora. You know Pandora? It represents the first woman, according to you know mythology. And she has the Pandora's box with all the evils of the world inside of it. My brother, my brother, I'm trying to talk to you right now. You really about that anti-pagan life? Give me your wife's ring right now. I'm pawning it. That's word of everything. Amazon. When's the last time you ordered from Amazon? Don't you know Amazon is named after the Amazon giant woman of mythology? <laughs> My brother trying to talk to you right now. My sister, you shopped at Amazon last night. <laughs> right now. You got Amazon Prime and you are celebrating paganism every time you order something, bro. Listen, I want your Amazon Prime account right now. You're done. I'm telling you. Hold on. Hold on. I'm almost done. NBC News. You watching NBC News, bro? Stop. Pagan, bro. Pagan News. The peacock symbol from the goddess Hera, who was married to Zeus. How about Versace? Yahweh, you know, yeah, my little Christians with the little money. You wearing the Versace perfume, Versace slippers, Versace sandals. Y'all be on vacation. You know what I'm saying? You should be at church. But Sunday, you decided to go to Costa Rica, and you got a Versace uh, uh, sunglasses on. Pagan, 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 bro. Pagan, come on now. How about good tires? You drive a car? Y'all know good tires for the tires? Yes, sir. That tire right there, if you want tires, I'm telling you, I'm taking all the tires off your car, bro, because good tires is literally a pagan brand. You see the logo of it? It belongs to, the, you know, the winged shoe. It belongs to one of the 12 gods of Olympus, Hermes, bro. And that winged sandal let him, supposedly lets him fly between heaven, hell, and the earth as he wants freely. Bro, don't come to me with these Oh my gosh, your Christmas tree, yada, yada, yada. Bro, you literally, at like 50% at least of the things in your house is pagan, bro. So if you really about that pagan life, I really want to see your house get emptied out. 
like by tomorrow. Amen. You. And you forgot the Starbucks cup. Like, stop drinking your Starbucks. Hopefully you don't anyway, because it's trash. I left that for you. I left that for you. <laughs> With your siren on it. Uh, to this point, before we get into the Jeremiah thing, because people are just so bent on it, it's like, wow. Um, look, in, in the book of Judges, right? Look, yeah. our point here, for the record, our point here is that there are pagan roots in almost everything, like even the English language. So we could just stop speaking English and start praying in tongues, but y'all got a problem with that too. <laughs> so, um, right? Like, so the Angela, Angela, is, you know, you know, wedding rings are pagan, right? Right. Like, sorry. Um, I go lie. But God redeemed my wedding. My entire, my entire wedding was all about the Lord, right? So anyway, but that's but that's the thing, Angela. Like. It's it's not even it's not even just that. It's marriage belongs to God. You know what I'm right. saying? Like right. Th th right. This is what this is the point. It's like pagans, you know, they might have oh, okay, we're gonna for marriage, we're gonna put on rings. And okay, so now we're putting on rings, you know what I'm saying? So now pagans own marriage? No, they don't. You see, so y'all gotta go back to the Bible and see what belongs to God, because y'all be giving trees to pagans, turkeys to pagans. Now, tur now, now, turkeys belong to pagans. I'm like, when? When did pagans make all these things? Like, when did they make marriage? When did they make? Oh, hold on, let me Satan blow your mind. Satan everything, please. Bruh, We're let going me, till I'm midnight tonight, y'all. I was just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna blow your mind, Angela. Do you have a bridesmaid? I did. Oh no. I'm gonna give y'all the origin of bridesmaid real quick. Oh, I'm canceled. So <laughs> check this out. <laughs> bridesmaids, they wore the exact same. So this is the origin of bridesmaids. It was pagan tradition that when, you know, pagans will get married, they will get a bridesmaid. Now this bridesmaid, what she will do, this is the origin of bridesmaid. She will dress up exactly the same makeup, dress, veil everything exactly the same as the bride and when she got married the bridesmaid will stand next to her on her right or left hand side because they believe that if evil spirits were to come and attack the marriage it, um like the evil spirit will get confused and attack the bridesmaid instead of the bride and so that is where we get bridesmaids from. That is the origin of it. But y'all still be having bridesmaids. Y'all still be wearing wedding rings. Y'all still be, you know what I'm saying? Like saying the days of the week, the the the, the months of the year. And it's like, mm. y'all don't really be about that anti-pagan life the way y'all say so. Y'all just be nitpicky. Yeah. And, and like also to that point, that's really good. I, I you know. We have to remember that Satan is a copycat. Like he is the king of perversion. Mm. He's not a creator. Like he's not a creator. So he yes. just takes what is God's and then makes it his own thing. He now, defiles like it, and perverts. Correct. So if it's That's directly, it. if it is directly antithetical to the word of God in both context and in principle and just in, in character um, and in command, of course, like, no, like, like you can't like yoga, like you can't, you, you cannot make Christian yoga happen. You cannot make Christian Ouija happen. You cannot, you cannot make Christian Halloween happen. Like, no, you can't, but <laughs> we see all the time, God being a God of redemption in the book of judges. He took the word from the Asherah pole, which we're about to talk about for mm. his honor. God used, listen, y'all, God used a pagan instrument of death for our Come salvation. On the cross and you want to know the biggest thing that he redeemed you your wicked wow. self 
He redeemed wow. you in the chat. All of you that are yelling at us and saying we're not real Christians. He redeemed you, maybe. He redeemed Ooh. you. Like, he is in the business of redemption. Are we really going to give everything to the devil? Or are we going to live joyfully within the boundaries of the Lord? Mm. Like, if you, you want to, if you don't want to do anything on Christmas, fine. That's great. I genuinely hope you have a wonderful day. But if mm. you're going to sit with your family and worship the Lord and give generously to the, to the less fortunate and just give all praise and glory and honor to him, I'm not going to sit here and say, you're not a real Christian. That's, <laughs> I didn't even do that on Halloween. I was just trying to encourage people. You know, just to to be to to be set apart and not walk in darkness. Christmas isn't dark, so bars, bars. All right. I'm out oh my gosh! Yeah, let's get into Jeremiah. Jeremiah. All right, everyone, you yep. ready? You're very excited. Let me. You first. Let me get my Bible. Oh, hold on, wrong Bible. I have so um, many notes on this because I knew it was going to be the biggest thing. My this is my new Bible. I I went off on it. <laughs> Let me see. Jeremiah, where are you at? <laughs> Found you. All right. It's Jeremiah 10. Wow. <laughs> hey, chat. Real, yeah, chat, chat. How many of y'all ever heard that Jeremiah speaks against Christmas trees? I just want to see something. Because I used to believe that. Like, Angela, people used to tell me all the time, like, like, you know, when I was first in Christ, too, they used to tell me, hey, you know, it's it's in Jeremiah. Like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, like it really belongs to pagans. And they used to like put it up like we do in in in, in our homes and decorate it and all that. And I used to believe it until I read it for myself. I don't know why I just like took people's words for it. Um, You know, I'm like, I, I, OK, yeah. Wow. It's really in there. Whoa. And I just like ran with it. But I never read the chapter for myself. And when I read it, I'm like. It don't even say that. That's crazy. It's really interesting how that happens, though. That's just like you know the <laughs> temple. You can't have a demon because you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's out of a that verse is out of context. But okay, go <laughs> off. <laughs> how you want to do it? You you want to you want to read first or whatever you got, you go, and then I'll go because I just went off. Okay, again. I need I need to take a breath. <laughs> no no that was that was actually great like you were spitting i know you was a rapper oh my gosh <laughs> so guys real quick jeremiah 10 if you got your bibles like drop that thing you feel what i'm saying listen chapter 10 it literally is titled idolatry brings destruction amen okay so listen we're gonna read i'm gonna read type fast and 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 just pause at the little moments that i've highlighted now this is the Lord speaking to Israel. He literally says, oh, Israel. All right. This is what the Lord says. So this is not even like Peter said it, Paul said. This mm -hmm. is the Lord. Okay. It says, do not act like other nations. All right. Who try to read their future in the stars. Do not be afraid of their predictions. Even though other nations are terrified by them. Let me pause there real quick. First thing the Lord showed me there, I highlighted terrified by them. I'm not going to lie. This is how y'all be acting with the whole pagan stuff. Y'all be terrified. And like I said, I used to let pagans live rent free in my head, controlling, you know, what I do and this, that, instead of being governed by the word of the Lord. And so 
some of y'all let pagans run your whole life. And that's why, you know, I did it in a funny way, yada, yada. But it's so true. Like, you're wearing certain brands. There's certain cleaning products. There's certain things you subscribe to. There's certain things that you do right now in life that are considered pagan. But you don't highlight any of those things in your life. But you go off on things that, like, don't even matter. Like a Christmas tree, bro, that's not a salvation issue. If you don't want to celebrate, it's fine, bro. But your brothers and sisters who do, we're not going to hell. And we're still your brothers and sisters, just how you are still our brother and sister, whether you celebrate or not, right? It's a tree and the, and trees belong to God. But this is the Lord is like showing me like y'all be, y'all look like y'all terrified, you know, y'all operating with such a terror. Oh my gosh, pagan. Oh my gosh, pagan. But it's actually false because if you actually were like that, you'd you'd remove so much stuff from your house that's considered pagan. Your TV will be in the garbage, Mm -hmm. you know, but you're not doing that, right? So then it says their ways are futile, okay? So there's a message for y'all. Like what pagans do means nothing. They have no power, right? Their gods have no power. So check this out. It says their ways are futile, all right, and foolish. Now this is the tree part, the Christian argument that says, Christmas trees are in the Bible, yada, yada. Okay, let's see. It says, they cut down a tree. We're talking about the pagans. They cut down a tree. And the craftsmen, listen, this is the part they they remove. (laughs) And a craftsman carves an idol. Okay, hold on. So they're not going to a forest and cutting down a tree and putting it in their house and decorating it and putting Christmas gifts under it and celebrating Christmas. That is not what the text says. It says that they go and grab a tree, by the way, a tree that belongs to God. Okay, God made trees, not pagans. So they go and grab a tree and they bring it to a craftsman and the craftsman carves the tree into an idol and turns it into an idol it is no longer anymore a tree guys all right he takes the wood and makes it into an idol all right just to be clear so this is no longer a standing tree in in anyone's house this is now a carved statue idol you know whatever and it says they decorate that idol right now that it's carved they decorate it with gold and silver and then fasten it securely with hammer and nails so it won't fall over. Their gods are like helpless scarecrows in a cucumber field. They cannot speak and they need to be carried because they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of such gods, for they can neither harm you nor do you any good. So Mm. you know why you can have your iPhone, right? As long as you're not using your iPhone for witchcraft or yada, yada, you know why you could do that? Because these things have literally no power. They cannot harm you or do you any good. Your iPhone, you can live without it. If you have one, you're not going to hell. If you don't have one, you're not going to hell. And it's the same thing with Christmas. If you celebrate it, you're not going to hell. And if you don't, you're not going to hell, bro. Like, anyway, it says the Lord. Right, Lord, there is no one like you, for you are great and your name is full of power. Who would not fear you, O King of Nations? That title belongs to you alone. Among all the wise people of the earth and in all the kingdoms of the world, there is no one like you. Now, listen, 
It says, people who worship idols are stupid and foolish. I ain't say it. <laughs> I ain't say it, y'all. Don't, don't shoot the messenger. I ain't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel's calling people stupid. Listen, guys, the Bible say what it say. People who worship idols are stupid and foolish. The things they worship are made of wood. They bring beaten sheets of silver from tarnish and gold from Ufaz, and they give these materials to skillful craftsmen. Here it goes again, emphasizing that they go and collect their trees, their wood, their metals, and they give it to a craftsman to make an idol out of them. All right. Then they dress these gods in royal blue and purple robes made by expert tailors. But the Lord is the only true God. He is the living God and the everlasting king. The whole earth trembles at his anger. The nations cannot stand up to his wrath. Say this to those who worship other gods. Say this to them, guys. <laughs> Your so-called gods who do not make who do who did not make the heavens and earth will vanish from the earth and from under the heavens. And so again, I remind you guys, God made everything. Mm -hmm. Angela said it perfectly earlier. Satan cannot create anything, right? Because the God ultimately of pagans is Satan, whether they know it or not, it is Satan. Satan hasn't created anything. There's nothing that belongs to him. He perverts Okay, and he defiles what already has existed. And so, of course, that is why we're talking about Christmas and letting you guys know there are things that don't belong in Christmas. But is it redeemable? Yes. Can we remove the things that don't belong, the things that came to pervert Christmas, the things that came to defile Christmas? Yes, we can. Why? Because trees belong to God generosity belongs to God. I don't know how many times we're going to say all those things, but it sounds almost to me like you just need to know God more than what you think you know him now as, right? You got to know his character, his personality, his fruits. Who is the Lord that you are serving? Do you have a real relationship with him? Can you say, hmm, that's God, right? Can you say, hmm, yep, that's God right there. You know, God is in that because there's this, right? There's this quality. I see this in it. I see that in it. I see light in it. I see holiness in it. The things that are him. Yes, Christmas is redeemable. And one more thing it says, um, I'm just going to move over to verse, uh, I'll read 12, I guess. I was going to move to 13, but it says, but the Lord made the earth by his power and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols that they make. And then it says, these idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including Israel, his own special possession. The Lord of heavens, the Lord of heaven's armies is his name. And so I just want to remind you guys, stop giving so much power to pagans because they literally have none. Amen. That was good. Um, Man, it's just like this, uh, the people in the chat, they just like... Oh, all right. Um, so I want to piggyback off that because I have a lot Amen. of notes on it too. Come on. Um, so the, you know, the most, 
the most predominant verse because I was like you, you know, and I think this is a major problem. I say this almost all the time on my platform. One of the major problems in the body of Christ is that we listen to things other people say and then mm. we're like, oh, okay, that must be true, right? Mm. Like you hear from someone one time that like Christmas is pagan, so you're like, okay, I'm not going to celebrate it then. Like you don't actually take things to the prayer closet. You don't take things to the word of God. You just take things kind of as other people tell you. And I say a lot that like our YouTube theology, it's a major problem. And I'm saying that as someone with a podcast, right? Like I have these conversations because I enjoy them. I give all glory to God. The fellowship is amazing. Um, everything about my platform exists for the sake of the Lord. But please like don't get your theology from me. Like, don't let me be like this, the beginning and the end of like, don't let me be the only Bible you're reading is what I'm trying to say. Um, so that's kind of what I did. Like, I, you know, I just saw some people online saying like, well, if you're not going to do Halloween, you shouldn't do Christmas either. And I was like, well, I guess they're right. And that's what I'm saying to you all. I've said this like maybe four times at this point that I, I really took it to the Lord. I said, Lord, I won't celebrate it. I don't need it. I don't, I don't need to do Christmas. But, but what do you think? What do you think about it? And he gave me kind of the same revelation that he gave you, Emmanuel, is like, mm -hmm. you know me, Angela, like, you know my character, you know the yes. heart of the father. Like, yes, yes you, you, can, you can celebrate this holiday. Take out the magic, take out the dumb traditions, like, and just whatever. So, all right, now let's get into the tree thing. Because this <laughs> seems to be the biggest, the biggest uh, stumbling block, if you will. Jeremiah right. 10, this, this specific verse where it says, a tree is cut from the forest and worked with an ax by the hands of craftsmen. Men adorn it with silver and gold, right? So in the surrounding text, just as you read, Jeremiah had been vilifying gross idol worship in Israel in his own time. Um, so, so which by the way, for everyone in the chat was in 6th century BC. So how could he temporarily jump to Northern Europe to Christmas decorations not seen for another like 2,500 years. <laughs> that's just, you know, in and of itself an, uh, a whole issue. You know, that's kind of what people do with like, you know, who aren't Christian and they, uh, man, this just popped in my head. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, the, the, when people like, you know, black people, I could talk cause I did my 23 and me and you know, there's a lot of African in there so I could talk. Um, so when black people say, you know, who aren't Christian and have an issue with the Bible, they go, you know, Oh, uh, the Bible pushed slavery on us, like it, it accepts slavery, yada, yada. But like the slavery that you find in the Bible is in no way the slavery that occurred to, you know, African-Americans. So it's so crazy uh, you say that because it's the same thing, you know, like we're we're in a certain period of time here where Christmas doesn't exist. And we're just going to like contribute it all the way to Christmas when Jeremiah was, has been dead. How long now since, you know, when Christmas began? Amen. And then like people will be like, well, the shoe fits, but like it doesn't fit because craftsmen <laughs> never worked a Christmas tree with an axe. But right. the, like I said, how in the book of Judges, God redeemed the um, Asherah poles. That's what it was. That is the context of Jeremiah 10. It's the Asherah poles. Um, and Christmas trees are never hung with silver and gold. It's too heavy. It's too expensive. It's like the little, they're, they're plastic globes. Um, the Asherin poles themselves, if you if you Google it, guys, if you look it up, they were literally hung with silver and gold. Like they were adorned in laden in like this fine jewelry. And yeah. 
you know, it, it says nothing about lights or ornaments or whatever. It's literally like the jewelry, the fine silver, the fine gold, the expensive stuff. And if you look up these, these, these poles, they were literally the idols. Like they were faces. They were, they were false gods. They weren't trees. Yeah. Um, they were just, I wanted to write down here in my notes, like what exactly they were. It says that in the sixth century BC, groves of Asher and poles formed in the vile centers of goddess worship, um, oh. particularly groves of front because God's people, Israel, were erecting them within the temples. So they represent, it, I think you said this already, like fertility and vitality. Um, yeah. And the goddess of Asherah is mentioned in the Bible a bunch, like from Exodus to Micah. And it, it's mm -hmm. so it just, it's like this constant idolatry of these particular gods and goddesses, um, which was like the thorn in Israel side throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But so what's interesting is have you, have you all ever noticed and have you noticed Emmanuel that everyone kind of just stops the argument at the fourth or fifth verse? Why? Because the context undoes the argument about the Christmas tree. Exactly. Like, but not only that is everybody ignores the fact that the tree was carved into something. And actually I didn't know what Sheriff Poles looked like. So I literally just Googled it. If you Google it, you literally see like a tree carved into like an image, you know, like an idol. Like a man. Face, so it's yeah. like everybody ignores the carved. Like it got worked on. It it, it wasn't like so crazy. Yeah. Um so now let's look at let's look at the rest of the verses. Yeah, it, it, and I'm pretty sure you just read this. Like, if you go to even verse five, it says they are upright like a palm tree. They cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot go by themselves. Do not be afraid of them. They can do no evil, nor can they do good. So it says they cannot speak. Like no one thinks that Christmas trees can speak. But these things, since he was talking about false gods carved out of wood and covered in precious metals, they they had mouths, right? So it makes yeah. sense within that context. And then of course they must be carried, right? You, no one's like picking up their Christmas tree and like carrying it around from place to like you don't carry it around your house right it's just facet um, and cannot do good or evil like no one expects a Christmas tree to do good or evil but if they're creating these idols these false gods that makes sense within that context because people would pray for blessings or mercy from curses or whatever and then they would expect you know, good or evil to come of that. So I actually have some verses here. What does the Bible actually say? So here, here, so bear with me y'all and you can write this down. Uh, maybe Alexis, if you're in the chat, if you want to write this, write these verses down. So Leviticus 23, 40, it says, and you shall take for yourselves on the first day, the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord, your God for seven days. Mm. And then we have Nehemiah 8, 13 through 15. <clears throat> it says now on the second day, the heads of the father's houses of all the people with the priests and the Levites were gathered to Ezra, the scribe in order to understand the words of the law. And they found written in the law, which the Lord had commanded by Moses, that the children of Israel should dwell in booths during the feast of the seventh month and in, and that they should announce and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem saying, go out to the mountain and bring olive branches, branches of oil, olive trees, myrtle trees, palm branches, and branches of leafy trees to make booths as it is written. So just like a few examples there. And obviously it's not in the context of Christmas, 
but according to the reasoning where people are like, well, it's celebrating Christmas is, in, is not in the Bible. What we do see in the Bible is that the uses of trees and greenery in the worship of God is actually okay. It is actually suitable because God does approve of it within different context within the Bible. Um, he specifically points out that he wants trees in his temple, evergreen trees to beautify his sanctuary. Isaiah 60, 13, it says, the glory of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the pine, and the box tree together to beautify the place of my sanctuary. It's the Lord speaking. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. So people saying like, why bring trees inside? Literally says it right there. And then God, Is it, isn't that the core? Yeah, I, I mean, well, the glory of the river. Yeah, yeah. To beautiful, so you can you can literally bring the trees inside, and and decor too. That's another thing. Like, I hope everyone in the in the chat that's like no Christmas trees. Like, I hope you don't have any plants, fake or real. There you go. Ever. Thank you. I hope. I hope. I was hoping you Ever. caught on to that. Isn't that decor? Isn't God saying to beautify my temple? When you decor, you know, you decorate your house, you put decor, you buy your plants and, you know, post them up around your house. Like you're not idolizing false gods because you're doing that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like even God liked himself some decors, you know, in, in, in the in the temples. Um, what's, the, what's that Old Testament, right? Um, he liked his decors, you know what I'm saying? So I be like, I got plants and stuff around my house. Yeah, I'm not, you I know, it's decor. You bringing a Christmas tree is just another whole plant in your house. Like it's not that crazy. <laughs> like, right. The core. The guy I interviewed on Halloween, he actually um he was talking about the second commandment. He said how it says don't make any graven image, and he kind of made a point about art that I had never considered before. That yeah. even art could be considered a graven image, but look at the context here though. It, it's like literally talking about plants, <laughs> like yeah. trees, and it was literally it just says to beautify the temple. It was, you know, no carving, no idolatry mm -hmm. happening. Just literally they were bringing it in because God wanted to make the temple look good. Like, right. I, I just learned that. So I know God was into decor like that. But I was saying. Well, this is interesting, too. God also lists the use of different garland bells mm. and fruit. And then those examples can be found in Exodus 28, 33, 2 Corinthians 3, 16. And there's other things um, I didn't have time to list because we had to get on. But like, it's impossible for thus, it's impossible for those things to be innately pagan. Right. So it, it's just like we said, like, especially when you consider that Satan kind of perverts everything. He's a copycat. He's not a creator. Like the Bible prescribes the use of trees at the Feast of Tabernacles, but that's ignored. You know, it, it says nothing uh, directly about Christmas trees or Christmas itself, but it's it's con it's all just so condemned. And like, yes, do pagans use trees as means of worship? Yeah, they do. Like I right. did, I did. You know, I had I had I had certain plants on my altar with all my crystals for certain reasons. But it's like, but that brings us back to that point about like, do pagans own love and joy? Right. Do they own trees and forests? Like, it's crazy, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. What no, a... that was good. It's literally like pagans don't own these things that we're accrediting to pagans. Like, that's it's nuts to me. You know, that's that. I mean, that's what I took from Jeremiah as well. It's just like, 
like God is literally saying like, why, you know, like I created all these things. Like I created the heavens and the earth. Like, why are you giving these people so much credit and power over things that don't belong to them? Yeah. And, um, like, look, if it's your personal conviction, that's fine. Like it's fine. Like, but we're just asking that you don't make like other people feel like they're less than in the Lord because they're celebrating Christmas, especially because of literally everything we just talked about for two hours is yes. the principles of this holiday is Christ centered. It, it just is like it, it is, is the embodiment of the fruits of the spirit. Now, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Christmas was an idol for you growing up and maybe you had to let it go for that reason. Like we can't make things an idol. That's why for like the 14th time, I'm telling y'all, I went to the Lord about this and I asked him, if you don't want me to celebrate Christmas, I will not do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year I'll feel different. You know, I'm not, I'm not beyond being, being quote wrong. And I want to say this to everyone in the chat. If you think we're wrong, I pray that you'll pray for us as much as you've criticized us for the past two hours, because if we are really wrong, I please pray for us. And you can trust that as I do, that the Lord is faithful to complete the good work that he starts in his people. So just pray that on our behalf. If you really think that we are being, that we are so wrong and so deceived on this topic, please pray for us as much as you have criticized us tonight. And that's what I'm asking. If this is the thing that's going to make people stop watching my content, I I think that's a little goofy, but so be it. (laughs) Like, so be it. But look, I want to just say this. Um, Like, don't, because I I, I know I'm speaking to kind of like myself here, even like a few weeks ago. Like, don't be a martyr just for the sake of being a martyr. Like, the like i said the lord cares more about how you're going to treat your brothers and sisters or they're going to he's going to care more about how you're going to treat the guy that cuts you off in traffic than he does if you celebrate christmas or not he cares about your character reflecting him more than he cares about your works because your works are like a filthy rag to him so if you're doing something out of this genuine just this genuine love and obedience then that's one thing. But if you're doing something because you think it makes you a better Christian than other people, or it gives you off this appearance of being like holier than thou or religious, and I'm not accusing you of it. I'm saying, check your heart on it. You know, if you're doing things just because you want to maintain an appearance or say that you did something or to be able to say that you died to your flesh, you're not really dying to your flesh in that sense. And like Mm -hmm. I said, I'm even speaking to myself here because that's something that the Lord has been really sanctifying me through this past month or so. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Do you have anything to say for that? Not for that, but um, I do want to tell people, you know, what I'm going to be celebrating next month. (laughs) So that's good. In Matthew, guys, I'm going to read a little bit of Matthew and um, a little bit of Luke. Just to let you guys know what we are celebrating. Um, I think some people are like, you know, came in late. And so they, you know, they haven't received everything. So I will say, just a reminder. First of all, hit that thumbs up button. Y'all walling. <laughs> Second of all, you know what I'm saying? Uh, subscribe. And third of all, if you knew, you know, you just came in, 
watch the whole conversation before you know you give any um of your opinion because you want to do things you know justified you want to have the full context of this conversation um before you you feel what i'm saying um and listen as much as you type you know as much as you blah 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 just listen you know um and like angela said if we're wrong you know i hope you guys pray for us you know what i'm saying i mean personally christmas is uh, i know for a fact like just no one's going to help for christmas you know right. i'm sorry to, you know to ruin that for you it almost sounds like you want people to go to hell for christmas i don't know why um you know it's so weird the attitude that people have and i also honestly like consider pausing for a second taking a breath and looking in the mirror and just seeing like read back your comments read back the things you're saying to people how you're treating people over a christmas tree you know what i'm saying and just really analyze are you operating in the fruits of the spirit are you moving in a godly way are you moving in a way where you have the heart of Christ? You know what I'm saying? I don't see it. You know, I, I just don't see it. I don't see the, the you know, the hill of Christmas that you guys, some, you know, some people want to die on. And I mean, you're going to fight that battle by yourself. I won't be on there, but I would like to tell you, right, because we went over everything we're not doing and we're not subscribing to. In Christmas, we, I, I think, covered so much that it's like, I mean, no one has, you know, who's still like rebuttaling, hasn't given even scripture, you know, hasn't even said, actually, that's not what the Bible says. I mean, we're reading straight scripture by scripture, exactly as the Bible says it, right? I do encourage you, just like Angela said, read the Bible for yourself. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the times, guys, the reason you don't change in something is because you read the Bible with already your mind made up. You don't go to the Bible yeah. willing to listen to the Holy spirit. I mean, we prayed before this God, let us not lean on our own understanding, but God, you know, take over Holy spirit, take over. I mean, this stream could have literally been like two hours long. And then all of a sudden the Holy spirit just slapped both me and Angela. And we're like, yo guys, my bad. We're, we were wrong. We deleted this whole thing or even leave it out. I don't know. It could have happened because why? Because we came in with allowing the Holy Spirit to, to guide us and, and open to being wrong, open to listening to what the Holy Spirit has to say. And so a lot of the times, y'all stay the way y'all are because you're hardheaded and you go into the Bible or you go into prayer with already your mind made up. How can you go and ask God, God, is Christmas wrong when you're already answering the question before he even responds to you? God, should I celebrate Christmas? No, it's evil. It's pagan. All right. Thanks, God. It's like you're responding to yourself. You won't even hear God, you know. And so I just I just suggest sometimes you just take a step back and just, you know, look at yourself. But we already covered what we're not doing. So I just want to cover what we are doing. And so. Uh, first, I'll start with Matthew chapter one, verse 23, um, all the way to like chapter two to uh, verse 19. I'm going to jump around, but, you know, you guys can read it for yourself. But since my name is Emmanuel, we got to start at verse 23. <laughs> Look, <laughs> says the Bible, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son 
and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God bless you in Jesus name. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, uh, commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Now, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About, about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. So we put a star on top of our Christmas tree, which we're not idolizing any trees or carving them into idols or anything. We put a star on top of the Christmas tree because it represents the star that the that the three wise men followed to get to the Lord. All right. That's the first thing. Moving forward to verse eight. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully. This is Herod talking to the um, the three uh wise men because you know they told them what was going on they pretty much snitched you know and king herod didn't have any good intentions as you know many of you may know the story so herod sends them off hey go to bethlehem and search carefully for the child and when you find him come back and tell me so that i can go and worship him too he didn't want to worship him he wanted to kill him all right skip verse 10 when they saw the star so now they're still following the star right they were filled with joy okay we have joy in christmas all right. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave gifts of gold and frankincense and merit. OK, so we do gifts and we give gifts because that's exactly what happened in the Bible. They followed a star. We put a star on top of the Christmas tree to represent that. OK, we put gifts and we give gifts to each other to represent the gifts that were given to the Lord Jesus, all right? This is his birth, guys. This is him literally being celebrated, him being worshiped, you know, as he should. And we're literally doing that in Christmas. If you could keep Christmas about Christ, man, is the best thing ever. And so it continues to say, God had warned the, the, the three wise men to not, right, return to Herod because Herod had no good intentions. And after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, flee to Egypt, right? Um, and take your child and, the, and his mother and don't return until King Herod is dead. All right. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream and Joseph uh, in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up. The angel of the Lord said, take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel. And when we go to Luke. Luke actually goes in this a little deeper of the celebration that actually took place on earth and in heaven and what we are doing in Christmas, which is celebrating the birth of Christ, regardless if that was the exact date or not, the exact time or not that he was born. It's the fact that we are coming together in fellowship, in joy, in love, in generosity, in all the fruits of the spirit to, to celebrate the life of christ to celebrate the fact that our god will come here in the flesh for us you know we're celebrating his birth and there's nothing wrong guys with celebrating the birth of jesus so check this out and they did it in the bible they did it with gifts they did it with celebration they did it with joy they did it with cheer they did it with generosity they did it with all of these things that literally belong to the lord okay at the time this is luke chapter two i'm gonna skip around but 
At the time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Okay, just a little context. Skipping forward, it says, it says Joseph, right, who was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, which was David's ancient home, right, because he was a descendant of David, so they had to go over there. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in, stri in strips of cloth and laid him in a, man in a manger or manger, however you say that. But this is why we put up our little decorations of a manger and stuff like that to represent the birth of Christ. Nothing wrong with that either. Right. So. She wraps him um, snugly, boom, and puts him in, a, laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Now, that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. So these guys is minding their business, bro. Minding their business, and they're literally, you know, shepherding. <laughs> And it says they were terrified, but y'all know angels all the time. Don't, do not be scared. Do not be afraid. <laughs> and that's what he said. And he says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by, by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a man in a manger, Manger, whatever. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying glory to God in high in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. They're celebrating, bro. They're in celebration. It's just because sometimes I hear Christians say, Oh, we shouldn't even be celebrating Jesus' birth. What? Weird. What type That's of antichrist weird. spirit? Yes, what type of antichrist spirit is that, bro? You don't celebrate the birth of Christ. That's that's ridiculous. And being upset that we do have a holiday where we could abstain from the things that have nothing to do with Christ and and celebrate his birth. And we're evil or ostracized or looked at strange or some brothers or sisters might, you know, even say like we're going to hell or we're just so wrong for what? For celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ when literally we could point to everything, everything we're doing, we could point it back to scripture, you know, which is different. All you're pointing us is to like really your opinion, you know, <laughs> no, no scripture to really support what you're saying, except Jeremiah, which doesn't say what people claim it says. Actually, literally, Continuing. someone in the chat literally said, yeah. You know, someone literally said Jews may not have accepted Christ as their savior, but at least they don't celebrate Hallmark holidays. I, I like can't even believe what? I just read. This. So so it's OK that they're going to hell because they don't celebrate Christmas. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, like it's just this is a really divisive topic. I don't think like, I realized better, until the stream. Like, that's crazy. It's better not to have Christ as long as they don't celebrate um the holiday like how like american holidays that's ridiculous like, like where's the priorities that that's listen let me hold on let me just finish this and it says when the angels had returned right after praising and and partying and all that the shepherd said yo let's you know let's go over there to bethlehem and they go right um 
They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, right? They're celebrating. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. And guys, I just wanted to read that to let you know what we are celebrating because we spoke a lot about what we're not. So I wanted to leave you guys with what we are celebrating during Christmas. And that's the fact that our God literally came here in the flesh and became a servant, became a slave, um, you know, served literally like washed the disciples feet and all these things. Um, and he didn't need to come that way. You know, he mm -hmm. emptied himself of all divinity. And that is what we're celebrating on Christmas. Some people might idolize Christmas for other things. Right. But. Christmas is not evil. It is not comparable to Halloween, right? There are things in it that we don't do, um, and it can be redeemed because we could bring it all back to Scripture. Unlike Halloween, it's not comparable. You cannot bring evil back to Scripture. How do you try to redeem evil? You can't. You know what I'm saying? You can't redeem wickedness. You can't redeem what Halloween represents. But you can remove and re and redeem um, Christmas from everything that it's not and make it about everything that it is. And mm. that is Jesus Christ. Mm, amen. As that old homage, keep the Christ in Christmas, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's like I, I want to bring it back to that point that like God redeemed you like he redeemed me. So good. I love I when just, you said that. You know, uh, so, uh, so yeah, I want to, you know, and that's the thing I want to kind of, I would do want to wrap up because we're going to start talking in circles, but, you know, I do want to kind of say that I probably could have done a better job during Halloween, just for the record. Like I got, I got in my flesh over how many people I had defending their right to celebrate Halloween. Um, <laughs> and I think I got emotionally inflamed in reaction to a lot of the emotional inflammation um, so like, yeah, I repent for that, but like the difference, the difference between that defense and what you and I are doing, which is just giving glory to God, is that like folks were always coming at the Halloween thing with a heart posture and preserving their desires over the gospel. Mm. Whereas y'all, if you go back and listen to this past two, two and a half hours, I can't speak for anyone in the chat, but I think I can speak for Emmanuel as well as myself when I say that our heart posture here, our desire here is to preserve the gospel. It's not about our feelings. None of this is about our feelings. Um, and so I don't know. I just want to, I just want to kind of end with that to that point, because that's really what it's about for me. Like I said, I was, I went to the Lord and I said, I won't do this. And it was a really liberating moment that I had with him when he did draw me to the word to show me the alignment of the characteristics of celebrating Christmas alongside the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? We just went through that with Galatians 5.22. Again, it's joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. All things that we really as believers, we have the opportunity, yes, to embody that all year round. But like I said before, this is the one time of year where the world is inadvertently seeking that. 
through yes. this holiday and it's like just the perfect it's that it's that soil that i talked about before it's like that that soil is fertile right now and so we can go out and we can actually sow those seeds instead of yelling at each other about whether or not we're going to celebrate it let's go out <laughs> and share the good news with everyone who needs it because these people need christmas and i'm going to start crying because <laughs> they need they need the lord right it's not the holiday itself. It's what the holiday represents that they're really looking for. So you be yes. that person, you know, don't, don't act like this, this martyr, this legalist. If you feel convicted against Christmas, that's fine. I'm not condemning you, but I'm saying really check your heart on this one because I had to do that. That's why I'm saying it because I had to check my heart as I was approaching this holiday season thinking I'm not going to celebrate it. I realized I was kind of being a martyr. I was kind of being a bit of a legalist. I was kind of acting holier than thou because I just wanted to be able to say, well, I don't need Christmas. But you know what? When I approached the Lord with a humble heart of saying, you know what? I don't need Christmas. I just need you. What do you want me to do here? He revealed to me the truth that this is, that, that, that this is an acceptable way to embody joy within his boundaries of scripture. And more importantly, to go out and to be salt and light to be salt yes. and light of the earth and to tell those around me and to share his heart with, with those who so desperately need to just receive him in faith that he is Lord and savior. So that's yeah. Amen. Amen. That um, was great. Well, thank you for doing this. This was awesome. I do want to bring <laughs> you back on and we can talk all things new age, talk your testimony, talk Pokemon, talk all the things. Um, <laughs> would you just do us the honor oh oh before 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 the prayer okay two yeah. things y'all two things y'all stick around for the end after emmanuel prays for us i'm gonna hang around in the chat for a little bit as i always do and then i gotta go eat some salmon because i'm hungry and then <laughs> also emmanuel where can people find you after this stream oh my gosh where can you find me in heaven i hope <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer but um i have i mean my youtube you know i i restarted my channel so you know if y'all could follow me there that'll be awesome you know support me there um it's just at emmanuel daily and then my instagram really is where i you know be at mostly at emmanuel um and that's about it you know what i'm saying yeah he, uh, he makes really cool merch um i i don't know if you can find that outside of instagram but you should all yes go. you can okay you can Shoot. Hold on. You could buy it on Instagram. You could buy it on Facebook. Or you could be old school. www. Very simple. Lord of Lords. Shop. You feel what I'm saying to you? We got it all. We have it all. Shoes, coats. Let me hold on. Hold on. Let me hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Angela, hold, hold on, on for the plug. Hold on. Hold on. This is my favorite jacket, guys. It's leather. I got it in brown leather black Whoa, leather I love that. Saying? yes and the inside listen this paired with a hoodie on like a, a 10 degree weather you are warm because the inside is cotton you feel what i'm saying to you <laughs> embroidery lord of lords you feel i got so much stuff That's man good. just trust trust That's good mike is dropping the link in the chat um yeah definitely go buy <laughs> some merch i'm gonna buy some merch after this um i want to buy some for my husband too because yeah, it's fresh stuff. All right. Um, so would you just uh, do us the honor of closing out in prayer for the audience? Yes, ma'am. 
Lord, I already know where I'm going. <laughs> God, first, we just want to thank you, God, for this stream. Lord, thank you for everybody who's here. Lord, you say in your word, God, that we should pray like this. And that is with thanking, uh, thanking you for the life of everyone here watching God. I thank you, Lord, that everybody here is alive today, that you have given us your breath, God, that you are not done with us, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, because that's just a sign, Lord. You wake us up every day, Lord. You will finish what you have started in each and every one of us, God. Lord, let this be a fruitful discussion, God, that when people log off of here, Lord, they say, hmm, whether I disagreed or not, this was a good conversation. Lord, let mm -hmm. us be... Uh, let us be real brothers and sisters. Let us not just say the words brothers and sisters, but let us really have the heart of Christ for each other, God, and treat each other with love and respect and care. God, you say in your word, Lord, that a friend, God, is somebody who gives their life for each other, Lord. How much more brothers and sisters in the same body, Lord Jesus. So just help us, God, love each other and respect each other, God, the way that you would, Lord. Help us uh, endure. And, and you say in Galatians, God, that we should carry each other's burdens, Lord Father God. So, Lord, I am not upset with nobody. You know, let nobody in the chat let any anger god be just just erase god let it be vanished from the hearts of people lord and god right now i just want to focus on on just targeting this spirit god lord the spirit of religion god in jesus name lord father for some brothers and sisters you still need to reveal it to them that they have that lord so that they could be free from it so i ask you that you open their eyes god the way you open my eyes and lord for the brothers and sisters right now who may have seen it, Lord. I ask that you free them, God, from every legalistic spirit, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Every spirit of religion, Lord Father, in Jesus' name, God. I ask that you remove it from them right now, Lord. I speak to every religious spirit, God. Come out of them right now in the name of Jesus. Let them go. Let their minds go. Come out of their eyes. You, you are altering the way they see things. You are altering the way that they hear the gospel in the name of Jesus. You are altering the way that they are receiving the word of God and hearing his voice. And so I command you out of them in the name of Jesus. Come off their shoulders in Jesus' name, God. And I pray a joy be filled in their heart right now. I pray that the fruits of the spirit begin to be watered. And some people right now, I just feel it in the spirit that some of y'all have not watered the fruits of the spirit inside mm. of you in so long. And so, Lord, I just pray right now that you just refresh, God, the fruits in them, that you just water it and nurture it right now in the name of Jesus, God, that they be, may begin to practice these fruits as you tell us to in the Bible, God. And Lord, just Remove all the stress off of them right now, God, and bless them, Lord. Help us in every area of our lives, Lord, that we are needing help in, Lord. And I thank you, God. I ask that you just bless Angela, Lord, for bringing me on here. I thank you, Lord, for her. I thank you for her family, God. Bless her, her child, Lord, Father. Bless Mike, her husband, Lord. And I just thank you, Father. And we, Lord, we did this for the glory of you, God. We have put you first in this entire conversation, Lord. It wasn't about us, God, but it was about you, God. How could we celebrate you, God? How could we celebrate your birth, God? Thank you for coming here in the flesh for us when you didn't have to. Thank you for redeeming us, Lord Father God. And we just give you all the glory and praise, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was awesome. <laughs> all right, Emmanuel, I will talk to you soon, okay?
Okay, love you, sis. Love you. Bye. Bye, merch soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I pray that you are blessed by it. Please do consider financially partnering with the ministry. Different ways to support the show are listed in the episode description, so be sure to check that out. If you were fed today, don't just dine and dash. <laughs> and be sure to share this episode with a friend or family member that you feel could use it. Post it to your Instagram story and tag me so that I can personally thank you for supporting Heaven and Healing. If you are interested in hearing or watching the Q&A live chat that happens at the end of every live stream, you'll have to subscribe to Heaven and Healing Podcast on YouTube to watch the rest of the stream where we do that live Q&A at the end. Thank you all so much again and God bless.